live, live from the studio from not live and not the studio, and we're not even the same place Neither. tonight, dude. Nah, we're miles apart right now. I know this is a first for us. This really this is. is a first. This is the first long distance cast. If you don't include last night's premium. Yeah, I uh, I I gotta say I would not have been game to do this had we not done the thing last night, and I saw firsthand that like it's doable. You know, yeah, it's doable. Like, it works I, out. I was hating on it all week. I was hating on the I not like just <laughs> just the idea of doing a virtual. You know, we talked about it last week. I I even made like our main clip on YouTube like virtual happy hours are fucking cringe. And then like you know, it I wasn't was, a happy hour though. It was just a hangout. It wasn't a happy hour. That's true. That's true. And I did think about the fact that we did used to do those Google hang- Hangouts and stuff on Skype and everything oh, yeah, we back did that in the all day. The time. But uh, you know, I was on the phone with Scott yesterday. He gave me a call. And uh, we were talking, and towards the end of the conversation, we just kind of, just kind of spitballed the idea of getting everybody together and doing it. And then he actually followed through and Instagram messaged everybody, and it worked out. And it was a really good time. We were up until like four in the morning last night, dude. Yeah, dude, I was fucking <laughs> near the end of it. I was gone. Like <laughs> I it was, was fucking. <laughs> I I drank a sizable amount of my gin. <laughs> oh, dude, I killed I killed my Evan Williams. Like I don't oh have any God. more whiskey. I, I I had nothing. I'm drinking like. This is like I want. I wanted to go to the liquor store and get some Coronas before this, but uh, it's Sunday, so liquor stores yeah. are closed. So I was like, you know "What Fuck. I saw, dude? What's I up? saw that liquor stores might close on the thirty first, like for good, like for for the however long. I don't know for the duration of the thing. I, I thought guess, they were considered yeah. essential business. For now, dude. For now." Dude, you can't close liquor stores, bro. That is that is honestly, I'm not even kidding. That's essential, dude. I'm just giving you a <laughs> warning, man. I'm giving you a heads up. I'm going on a fucking crazy stockade if that's the case. <laughs> I like I yeah, wanted I might to, have to walk down tomorrow and get some stuff. I wanted to go there. At first when I saw Top Shelf across the street was closed, I was like, "Oh shit, it has begun." And then I was like, "Oh no, it's just Sunday. Calm down." Yeah. And then uh <laughs> but then I came to my my kitchen and all i have is straight liquor because i drank all my beer and i was like fuck i cannot i was just killing manhattans and martinis last night like i was like hung over this morning drinking alone but not technically alone because <laughs> yeah, i was we talking alone, to people bro. online but like i was like i felt like i had a night out when i woke up this morning and so i yeah, found no, this i had the of, same feeling yeah i woke up at like fucking two dude <laughs> i woke up so late yeah i woke up i think i woke up at twelve thirty, and i texted you and i was like dude i feel like i felt bad texting you because i was like i know his ass is still hurting <laughs> and scott had the advantage dude, literally i slept right there <laughs> I slept on my couch. I was like, I left the Zoom and then I just like went back mm-hmm. in my chair and mm-hmm. just l- sat here for like 30 minutes with my eyes closed. Just I like, think we forgot dude. that that Scott had a one out, had a three hour handicap. Like, so he was like just chilling at 1 a.m. Dude, you he know. like just finally got his pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Scott ordered, a, so for the listeners, Scott ordered a fucking pizza on our Google Hangout last night because mm-hmm. he thinks he already had it. So he's like not even concerned right now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But so he ordered a pizza. He ordered it like 10 o'clock our time, probably, right? Mm-hmm. Like he ordered it when we around the time we started the Google Hangout. Yeah. And by like fucking what was it like two it was two when he finally got it it was like four yeah. hours later he finally decided like oh, let me double check on this <laughs> oh i ordered pickup and then, <laughs> then he's his roommate walked over to pick it up and he didn't pay for it so his roommate <laughs> <called> <laughs> <being> like, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I thought I paid on PayPal. <laughs> yeah. Well, use my card. Use my card. Dude, finally at like 3 a.m., Scott's finally eating pizzas. We're all just like blasted. Yeah. Yeah. I think my brother like, because he texted me today being like, when did you guys like stop? Because like. I think around like three, he just like put his laptop on his bed and then disappeared for a while. And then eventually you just saw the laptop close and then he quit the Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we had a couple Irish goodbyes and Ashley Mears kind of like dip dived and dodged real quick. But that was cool just to have her for a second. That was a funny little, yeah. Yeah, just to check back. She was in Colorado. It was amazing that we had people all across the country. Apparently her life completely changed. Yeah, apparently. She's She's not a Christian anymore, which is unbelievable. She lives in Colorado. But, uh, yeah. The epicenter of the devil's lettuce. Mm-hmm. True. That was the original original place to legalize weed. And she says she now smokes sometimes, which is huge for her. That's so. huge. Yeah. That's a huge discovery. Huge news all throughout the cast last night. Mm-hmm. We gave we an only, attempt. We only did like an hour and a half, though. Well, we gave an we gave it an was att- just like an attempt. Yeah. I knew it was no way it was going to work, dude. It was very spontaneous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think yeah. at one point during it, your phone died, and you fucking <laughs> <laughs> you're just gone for like twenty minutes. You know what I was thinking about, dude? What is the difference between this and Skype? Like, I feel like all of a sudden this became like the default app that everyone's using for all this kind of shit. But like, we had it's, Skype like ten years ago. What's the difference? Yeah, I think just a lot of people use this for like work. Like, I've used this for like meetings for work before. Like, so I think people just got like used to it, and also it does like. It handles, like, multiple video calls at yeah. once a lot better than Skype, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just, like, whatever the new trendy thing is, that's what everyone wants to hop on. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Because I was th- when I was doing it, I was like, this is an amazing technological advancement. And then I remember we used to do this shit all the time. I was like, wait. <laughs> yeah, wait, we did the- this 10 years ago. <laughs> I had to, like, recreate a new thing. But this is better because you get to make a new name every time, dude. For instance, I am Dr. Jim. We got Wild Uncle E on the other line. Wild Uncle, Wild Uncle Irk. <laughs> Wild Uncle Irk. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, man. But this is this is officially the first, like the first ever remote on, cast. On, yeah, remote cast. We're and it'll both probably on location at our apartments. <laughs> and it'll probably have to be this way for a while. I guess. I guess there's no getting you out of the house anymore, dude. You're fucking hermit it up. Wanna, I just want to make sure that I'm good. I hear like, you. Like, I just want to. I want to get past the 14 days of not seeing anyone or whatever, mm-hmm. and like, just yeah, like being like, all right, I'm. I don't have it. Yeah, I've inadvertently been uh, quarantined. I've been quarantined by the rest of society. I've been trying to hang out with people, <laughs> but no one wants to hang out with me. <laughs> <laughs> I've been oh my god, dude! I've been ghosted more times this week than I thought was ever possible in life, dude. It's by just girls, uh, girls, dudes, just ghosted by everyone. <laughs> I was supposed to have a studio session on uh, I was supposed to have a studio session on Friday, and the morning of, the producer Sean called me up and was like, "Oh, dude, my girlfriend woke up like coughing, and you know we don't know if she has it or not, so I don't want to come to the studio and potentially give it to you." Damn. And I was just like, dude, that's fine, but I just want you to know that I don't fucking care if I did it. I want to make <laughs> these fucking songs, bro. That's what I care about. But uh, we had a good studio session anyway. Joe and I just went over, we recorded guitars, and instead of, you know, we we didn't have to spend any money to do it, which is good. And we got some good yeah. recordings, and we're sending him our tracks remotely, 
which is dope. So, like, you know, we'll send him the tracks, and then he'll hit us back with feedback, and then he's kind of mixing it on his end and sending it back. And so that's that kind of works. It's it's amazing how innovative we are becoming in this time. But Yeah, because we still just need to get shit done, and we're figuring out, like, all right, we can't do it the normal way. Mm-hmm. Let's just try it somewhere else. Yeah, and now I'm scared. Now I'm scared, like what Mahedi was saying, that like if people find out that this is a perfectly acceptable way to do business or do whatever the hell it is that you do, um, we might never leave our leave our houses again. You know. Yeah, just a captive society. Yeah, and I, you know, Mahedi was talking about like, do you, you know, that that a lot of businesses are now realizing that you can work from home and it's an effective way of doing something, but uh, I don't think that like. You know, I think you kind of need to get out of the house at a certain point. If everybody just works at home, dude, we're going to have a weird-ass society. You yeah, need coworkers. No. You need we're office banter. We're all going to become internet trolls. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I'm kind of like, uh, I feel like this is the perfect time for the uh, the technocracy matrix to, to, you know what I'm saying? Like, to come in here and make us all, like, virtual slaves, and I think this is this is it. Ooh. Maybe. I didn't think about it that way. Well, it you know, like the, know. you know, the 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 peop the the people, the hands the people. at work have been waiting for an opportunity to to you know put us all into this digital world. What better time than to fucking slide in and be like, hey, remember how fun virtual happy hours are? <laughs> you don't ever have to have an unvirtual happy hour ever again. You just sit in your room, like the, yeah, the like horse a, is going to open up a Zoom portal, mm-hmm. and you got There's a cover, <laughs> a five dollar cover to get in, <laughs> and you drink your own booze. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> paying for the whole experience, but somehow they're making money. <laughs> yes, that is the most interesting thing. In addition to virtual happy hours um, and virtual music streams, which we talked about last week, which I think uh, you you and Scott caught me on Instagram Live the other night doing some test outs, and yeah, uh, yeah and uh, I was hoping nobody would pop in because I just wanted to kind of yeah. test some stuff out because I've I've figured out a way to broadcast on Instagram Live from my desktop computer so that I can plug in my mixer and get like a nice mix and basically do like a full production type of like music live stream from my house. But interesting, (laughs) interesting, (laughs) but interesting. (laughs) uh, So that might be something I do this week. However, I am not (laughs) going to post my Venmo up there. Do not fucking Venmo me. People don't Venmo me. I just am that bored that I just want to play guitar Tired of playing guitar in my room. True. Tired of it. You need it. an audience, man. I need, I just, you know, I feel like it's a good time to just fucking just pow out around, play some songs. Yeah. Probably won't even do much guitar playing. I was thinking yeah, about doing chilling. like a, a virtual second Friday with the band because we always play second Fridays at the point. And True. instead of that, maybe just uh, get the band together, mic us up, and do a live stream Friday night like we're at That'd the be point. Sick. It would be cool. And play like all of our original stuff, just do like an original set or whatever else people want to hear, requests and shit like that. Why not? Why not? Yeah, exactly. You know? Um, so that's something I've been looking into this week. But uh, I've been caving on a lot of my principles this week, dude. <laughs> it didn't take me long. didn't take me long to decide. Three days that. in quarantine, your <laughs> world flipped upside down. Yeah, day three, I'm fucking virtual happy hours two nights in a row, fucking live streaming. <laughs> but in addition to, the, to the, the music live stream, the weirdest thing I've seen is the virtual bartenders. Like a lot of the, a lot of the, I don't even know what it, dude. Wait, I, what? I see you looking from f- remotely from your webcam. 
the look you just made, and that's the look that I make whenever I see that too. Because I have no fucking, <laughs> I don't know what it is. But like they'll do like virtual, mu- they'll do like music live streams, and then they'll be like, and this and that person as your virtual staff, and they're like, you know, Fells Point bartenders, and they're like, like, what is your job in this live stream? Why am I tipping you? What do you do? Do they just like engage the chat and just talk to people? Maybe they're like I the guess. chat enforcers. Or like, yeah, maybe they're just like, yeah. So how's your day? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. They just they just go in there and just talk they just to people. Do small talk, mm-hmm. and then you tip them for it. Yeah, you just have like a webcam, and they're just like wiping down their fucking kitchen counter with a rag <laughs> for for four straight hours and bullshitting with you. Virtual bartender, you want another drink? But like, you have to make it. But like, yeah, I'll tell you how to make it. <laughs> you could have just googled how to make it, but I'll tell you for a dollar. But virtually, you could <laughs> yeah. tip me. A dollar. But that, I mean, that you're talking about that. Is it still a dollar a drink for virtual bartending? I think so. Is I that think the going so. right? I think the virtu- I think virtually, yeah, a dollar a drink. Okay. A dollar a drink. Every time I go and make myself a drink, I have to tip you a dollar. <laughs> yeah, dude, I was spending way too much money on drinks last night on our live stream, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's so fucking, and the past, like, couple of days have been so fucking, like, gloomy outside. I know. Like, at least the other quarantine days were, like, it was nice yeah, like, out, last you know? week, it was nice. Yeah, it was I, beautiful. I like, had all my windows open. And I almost don't know which is worse. Like, would you prefer to be quarantined on a beautiful day or an ugly day? Because we're going to get a lot of both. Yeah, I mean, there's pros and cons to both because, like, obviously on a beautiful day, even though you're stuck inside, you can still look outside and it's like, all right, the world is still nice. Yeah. But also the con of that is like, fuck, I can't go outside and enjoy it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. um, Like, I'll sit on my balcony, it's cool, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, like, but on a gloomy day, I don't know. I mean, like, it sucks, but also the pro is that, like, you know, a rainy day, you just want to be inside, you just want to fucking sleep, you just want to... Mm-hmm. And that's those are all activities you can do during quarantine. Yes. So you, like, you feel like you're accomplishing something even though it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you feel like uh, it's You feel weird. a little bit better about the situation because you know otherwise <clears throat> uh, I wouldn't even be going out anyway. Well, I, I've been kind of trying to just tell myself that like I'm a good person by not doing shit. Which I think everybody's kind of doing, you know? Everybody's oh, yeah. kind of like, everybody's kind of like, you know, I'm saving the world by staying inside. And you almost got to tell yourself that motivates you to not do shit. And yeah. uh, not that I have any other options And not even either. like just saving the world, but also just like, all right, I'm, I'm being conscious of other people in society. And like they may not be able to fend off this virus, even though like, you know. Mm-hmm. I would survive this. I know some people won't, so I'll yeah. just help out by staying mm-hmm. inside. Yep, yep. Well, I, I gotta commend you, dude. You're you're doing a fantastic job of it, dude. I look I, up to I you. Was made, I was made for this. By the way, is the camera <laughs> switch working? Yeah, the camera switch is working. Cool. It's working nice. Swell. Um, Swell. It just switched over to see me fucking rub my nose. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. It's just like the embarrassment cam. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, news of the week. United States is now number one. Number one, baby, we're in confirmed one. cases. We're number one. We're number one, dude. We're, we're, we knew that yeah, if we were going to postpone. New, the new epicenter is New York, right? Hell yeah, baby. The Big Apple. 
the Big Apple. You baby. knew that if they were going to postpone <laughs> from the inside, <laughs> if they were going to postpone the Olympics, we were going to have to win at something. And this is yeah. what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, dude, if we can't get gold in the fucking slalom or whatever the fuck, the 400 meter, we're taking yeah. the fucking confirmed Corona cases. Easy. That is, it does kind of suck though that like everything that you would be like, oh, well, I'm stuck inside. At least like I can watch the Olympics or at least I can yeah. watch sports or at <laughs> least I can watch the new season of this or like, it's like, fuck, dude. <laughs> Everything's yeah. ruined. Like, it's, it's crazy to see like, dude, like late night talk shows are becoming this essentially. Like, yeah. Everyone is basically on the same playing field right now. It's crazy. Like fucking Conan O'Brien, his new show is called Conan at Home, and he's just doing interviews off his iPhone. <laughs> like that's it's crazy. awesome. Because it's like wild. you said, we're on the same playing field. Yeah, we're 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 doing the same thing as Conan O'Brien, probably worse, but the same. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> Dude, I saw that vape. It made me cough. Yeah, you know, I was worried. I was self-conscious about this. For anybody watching, um, I'm not a vapor. I'm not a vapor, <laughs> all right? Like, I I, I, scored this off Mahedi. He left it in my coat pocket. He left it in my coat. It was not my fault. And uh, the, on one of the last nights, we went out to the bars, and I woke up, and I found it, and I was like, oh, sweet. So, you know, I, I naturally, the next day, just ripped it until it died. And then I just let it chill for probably, like, like a day or two or a week and then i was like you know what i'm so tired of like whenever i go drinking or anything smoking cigs because it just tears up my throat and if i'm gonna do anything i might as well just you know get this vape back in order and not never tell my that i have it and uh <laughs> until last night when you told him you had yeah it. <laughs> yeah and at this point i knew he had like six more so i was like who fucking cares but yeah i went out and i bought myself a charger for it i bought some pods for it my brother always wants to hit it, and I know his ass has coronavirus, and uh, that's that. But, you know, what are you going to do? But I'm not, you know, if people are looking at this being like, yo, Jimmy, you're a fucking tool, you're, you might be right, but certainly not because I'm a vapor, because I'm not. I'm just a guy with a vape. Here, wait. I might um pop out for one second to give Elizabeth some soup I made. All right, cool. All right, I'll be right back. How was the soup transferal, dude? Worked out perfectly. Nice. Did you put on your your fucking hazard suit and, and gloves <laughs> to fucking, you know? No, I just, we stayed, you know, six feet away from each other. And I put, put the soup down on a ledge and then walked away. And then she came up and grabbed it. Hell yeah. Wow, you guys are, you guys are serious, dude. Well, dude, because also the thing is her brother might have gotten it at work so they don't know if like, he accidentally gave it to well someone his work tested positive wow dude yeah you know what statistic i just saw today while i was looking up statistics for no reason um <laughs> you know that we only <laughs> we no, only you know you just look up statistics <laughs> <laughs> just looking up stuff um we only have tested on average, two hundred per one hundred thousand people in this country, meaning that only one in five hundred people have been tested. 
So yeah. we're leading the world in confirmed cases, having only tested one in 500 people. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, it's no good, dude. That's in it's fucking no insane. Good. That's why that's why I'm taking it seriously. That's why yeah, dude. I saw I'm that stat and I was precautions, like dude. I was like, wow. Now granted, you can't I mean, you can't, granted, we probably could have done this at the studio tonight. Yes. But granted we probably should because I got, you know, my brother is in the fucking kitchen making steaks and arguing over how to make a white Russian right now. Oh, I can't fucking, even hear him. Oh, well, that's good, because I fucking can. <laughs> and uh <laughs> but uh you know he had to stunt on me because i you know i i haven't gone grocery shopping in a fucking minute and yeah. i was down to the only thing that's edible in my whole house was that ground beef that we brought on my birthday yes that i had to thaw <laughs> out my birthday for anybody wondering was august 20th 2019 most recently <laughs> so i got i got some fucking like six month old seven month old ground beef that i'm thawing out right now and then my brother rolls in with fucking filet mignon and shit that he's of course cooking for himself did he cop that from his job uh no his job is shut the fuck down dude he can't get shit damn fuck yeah you know what i'm gonna do hold up one second i'm gonna put some headphones on there you go innovative Innovative thinking thinking and you know deadly deadly times. times hey modern problems call for modern solutions Exactly. I see Dom moving around in the mirror. What's he doing? You didn't hit me with any whipped cream, bro? Come on, dude. Gave you some pie? He's giving me, he just made me a white Russian. Oh, nice. That's a good brother, dude. Hit me up, dude. Do it for the gram. Thanks, Jill. You're not going to garnish it with some fucking cinnamon and nutmeg, dude? Come on, bro. What the fuck? What the fuck? Comes over with his nuts out in a microplane. <laughs> Here we go. Jimmy's figuring out the headphones. I am just. I, I am. I am so slow behind the curve right now. <laughs> dude, we're trying to squash the curve, dude. You know. How we? How we Coming feeling? At it from behind. That's perfect. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It probably sounds better too. Thanks, man. This looks good, people. Look at that. Look at that. Whipped Shout cream. out Celeski. Go yeah. stream his new song on Spotify yeah, for how st- good that drink is. Yeah, stream Dom's newest song. I'm sure you'll find it. It's like a know. virtual tip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up, dude. One second, one second, one second, one second. Wait, do I have to tip Dom now because he virtually bartended for you? <laughs> yeah, you owe him a dollar. <laughs> Hold up, dude. I got something here. Check, 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 check. Talk. Yeah, check, talk, check, check. Yeah, perfect. Now I can hear myself, too. Ooh. I know, dude. Beautiful. <laughs> and we're back to live. I'm finishing up my vodka pineapple, folks. How's everybody doing out there in chat? Ooh. We are certainly live streaming right now. What are you drinking, by the way, buddy? I just got some lemonade, bro. I went, I went too hard last night. Weak. You need to... Dude, I'm, I'm telling just, you. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to fucking become an alcoholic during this quarantine. What else are you going to do? Uh, Besides becoming an alcoholic. True. I guess I didn't think about it like that. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's sometimes you got to think about it like that, dude. Because, like, uh, I will say this. It, it's kind of thought of as, like, a joke, kind of like a myth, but I think it is true that uh, there is no better cure for a hangover than drinking again. They call the hair the hair of the dog 
is the expression they use, which was another thing I randomly looked up the other day. <laughs> and what that is, is apparently back in the old days when everyone was retarded, they thought <laughs> <laughs> they thought that if you were attacked by like like uh, an animal or something like that, that a way to cure from any infections was to get a lock of that animal's hair that attacked you and put it in your wound. What? <laughs> and so the concept was, the, the full expression is the hair of the dog that bit you. And what it means is, is that the hair, the hair of the dog that bit you is the cure. So the thing that's causing your hangover is also the cure, and that's why we use that terminology in hangover cures. It only applies to hangover cures. That's though. what I'm saying. If only the olden folks knew that that certainly doesn't work if you're attacked by a werewolf. However, <laughs> if you happen to got too drunk last night and then started drinking again today, it works. Okay. Well, maybe mid-roll, when we do the mid-roll reads, I'll go make a little drinky. Oh, true, dude. Mid-roll reads, dude. I forgot that that was an option. And by forgot, I mean we've never done that in life. Exactly. But we're trying we're trying new things, man. We're trying new mm -hmm. things. <laughs> yeah, dude. We're officially on the same level as fucking Conan O'Brien. So get some. Yeah, dude. Live from the studio from home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on dude. TBS I was yes tonight. <clears throat> I was uh talking with uh you guys last night and I was telling you guys about how the Green Turtle in Towson is closed now. Yeah. Yeah. And uh like closed for good or just for the they are officially closing for, for good. They are closing for good on April 19th. Whoa. Yeah. And and I don't know if that has to do with uh, this or because appar apparently what's happening is they're going to become something else. So the Green Turtle huh. franchise is pulling out of that location, but they're bringing it back. And I think it's going to be like a simultaneous move. Like I think like on April 19th, it's just going to April 20th, 420. It's just going to be something else. But it's probably just going to be like another bar or something like that. But like, yeah, for sure. I doubt that a, a decision like that was made that quickly because this whole lockdown just happened. Dude, what within... if that Soros is? Oh, man. The Soros, Soros is, you know, was decent when they had the corner store. And now, you know, they need a fucking three-floor terrarium. <laughs> I wouldn't, you know, I, uh, as much as I always shitted on Green Turtle for being, like, the place where, like, all the college kids go and I feel like I don't, I'm not, like, allowed to be in there on some nights like i'll go oh, in there some sure. nights you know but like happy hours and shit like that not not a friday saturday night or a thursday you know yeah. but uh it was a staple hold of this community dude green oh, turtle in general that, the rooftop was just so nice too it was awesome and you know green turtle is a is a is a successful maryland franchise i think the original i think the original three or four locations it was Ocean were City, right? Ocean City, Fells Point, Towson, and I think Laurel were the original four. And uh, and then, um, but they've expanded so much. Now there's green turtles everywhere. I mean, yeah, there's like one in know. Hunt Valley, too. Yeah, there's, they're, they're everywhere. They're like, they're, they're kind of like the, the most comparable business I can think of is like Looney's. Looney's is kind of like a bizarro green turtle. Yeah, they're, they're another like uh, now they're, they they have franchise. Yeah, they haven't expanded quite as big. I think Looney's only has like the Bel Air, Canton, um, and then one in like uh, what the hell's that? College Maple Park. Lawn. Yeah, College Park, and then Maple Lawn, which is kind of like down below Columbia, almost College Park. 
But they're all they're all nice. The difference between the difference between loonies and and green turtle is loonies, you know, loonies is like they're all kind of like the same vibe. You know, you don't yeah. know what you're gonna get depending on what green turtle you go into. If you go into the Towson green turtle, you're gonna get a completely different experience than if you go into a Fells Point green turtle. Which is going to be completely different than if you go to the Ocean City Green Turtle, where they got yeah, the yeah. mugs hanging off the fucking wall and shit. And like, I think I think the Ocean City Green Turtle is the the staple, you know. It's definitely the staple one. But, but also, I'm, I'd really been to the Towson one the most, so that's like what I think yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah. as the yeah. Green Turtle. Yeah. You know? But like, also, Green Turtle books through my agency for music, so I've played it a whole bunch. I've played it like the Westminster ones, Gambrels. I played like every. I think I've played every Green Turtle that exists. And uh, most of them are, are very kind of, you know, whatever. But it's a shame to see the Towson one go. But I'm really curious to see what it's going to be. And I don't know why they haven't announced what's it gonna, what it's going to be, you know. I mean, they may just also put it on hold, too, until all this shit's over. Hear now me out. opening up in a quarantine. What if, what if it was a fucking show venue, dude? That'd be sick. That would be, that's what it should be, dude. I've been saying I mean, it for I years. I doubt it will be, but... It won't, because nobody has the fucking gumption to pull off a move like that, even though, I mean, I say it all the time, but it, it really does amaze me that no one is looking at a, a city like Towson, which is, you know, obviously the benefits of it are it's a huge college town. It's got 20... It's got the second biggest college in the state, right, you know, two blocks away. And then... uh you know, obviously the proximity to the downtown area. So you have access to all the city and metro. You're in the epicenter of all that. And nobody, you know, we had the record theater and they kind of, you know, let it become what it became to the point it closed down. And then, of course, they tried to make, they tried to follow the wave and, and turn it into some kind of like fake nightclub type situation, the torrent, you know? Yeah. Um, when it could have easily been, you cannot tell me that if somebody came in to Towson, with all the things we have working in our favor and made a venue that got like mid-level acts, something like that, like guys that were like, you know, low peep level, something like that, like people that could sell out shows for like a thousand people, two thousand people. And if you booked that correctly, you would make a fucking killing. The problem is, you know, the wrecker kind of let their situation, and I have nothing against the wreckers. You know, they own the rec room and they they have the torrent and they do just fine. I mean, they they do just fine. And I think uh, it was probably a thing where they just didn't feel like dealing with it anymore because it's a lot of work to run a successful venue. So I'm not taking anything away from them. I just think that as a as a musician myself, as a performer myself, and you know, you can obviously empathize with this as well, is that uh, they kind of missed a golden opportunity to really make something happen with that. They let the record become this place that became thought of as like, oh, that's just where kids play with their shitty high school bands or anything. But yeah. if you go back to like the nineties, I mean you can go to the rec room today and look on the walls at the entrance and see yeah. all the Well, I mean also like fucking like Bill Burr did stand up at the record. Mm -hmm. Like it's crazy. Like a bunch of like Big comics used to come in through there too. Yeah, and it's a it's a shame that that uh they didn't keep that up because it, it I mean it it could have worked. You know the Gin Blossoms played there. Like you go, I mean literally go in a rec room and look at the wall and you see all these. You're like those guys played next door. Yeah, people played next door and now we don't have anything like that. And it's like you know if you're a, and this is a reality that I think a lot of people like to gloss over. But it's a real reality, which is that if you're a kid that goes to Towson University, chances are 
you know, if you're a kid from like out of state or something like that, you know, Baltimore has a reputation it has, and and it's also it's not a very it's not a very visitor friendly city because there's pockets of shit, but it's not the kind of city where like like when we went to New Orleans and you could just walk from one place to the next, or if you're in LA you can just bike around. Like Baltimore's like the places you want to visit are like very kind of like. There's like, oh, Canton's cool. Oh, Fells Point's cool. Hamden's cool. But then it's like, what's in between Hamden and Fells? Like, you know what I mean? It's and very kind of like, yeah, exactly. But it's like, it's not, it's not the kind of city that's, that is, I, I don't view, like our downtown, for instance. What the fuck is downtown? I mean, we, you guys have, you, yeah, we it's have. it's just the, like a bunch of shit to look at. Yeah. <laughs> there's, we like, ha- <laughs> there's nothing going on. You know, like you go, yeah, like, like oh, sidebar. you go see the water? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You go to sidebar and like, and, uh. You know, that's the only thing that's open in the dead center of downtown. It's the only thing that's open for, like, two blocks in any direction. Yeah, aside and it's like, from, like, the strip clubs. <laughs> yeah. So you have Baltimore Street, and then the Inner Harbor is fucking lame because it's all corporate shit. There's no real, like, Maryland flavor at the Inner Harbor. It's yeah, all it's fucking just like, like a mall. Yeah, it's like if you've, been, if you've been to any mall in America, you've seen the Inner Harbor. You know, it's just on the harbor. And it's, it's a shame because it's a beautiful—I mean, the harbor is fucking beautiful— but mm-hmm. it's not a place where locals go. Nobody, nobody local is hanging out at the harbor. That's all, all touristy place. But you know, it would seem to me that somebody would have cashed in on the opportunity to take a, to put something like that in Towson, where it's accessible to everyone and everyone feels comfortable to go there. And there's parking isn't as bad, and it's not as crowded, and the crime's not as bad. And I think it really could have been a successful move. But I just don't see anyone doing it, and I don't know why. I think everybody's stuck in this mode where. They're just trying to do more of the same. Like, how many fucking more pizza places do we need in Towson? How many more? Yeah. How many more college bars do we need in Towson? You know, at least that's why I respect certain businesses like the Point because they, when they, you know, they obviously started in Fell's Point, and then when they came up to Towson, they decided they were going to do live music and stuff like that, and like do something a little bit different. And their prices are higher than the average bar, but that's on purpose because they don't want some a bunch of 21 year olds in there tripping over each other at the bar and yelling out for miller lights and shit like that they want yeah, exactly a certain type of clientele and so they do it and that provides a whole new v- outlet for people like you know that aren't towson university students to actually go out in towson on a friday saturday night and enjoy themselves you know besides the kent because the kent is like that's the place that's the townie bar yeah it's it's slowly become the only fucking bar i'll go to <laughs> or the only bar I'm allowed to. I need a fake 21 year old ID to get into all the other ones. Damn. I need a fake underage ID. Yeah. <laughs> to get into Towson bars. If you're too old, if you're old enough, you're too old for Towson bars. It's always known. Hell yeah. Yeah. I haven't been to, I mean, because like we would always go to like CBP and like we'd hit most of the bars in Towson like every weekend. But <laughs> CBP, coronavirus. I literally pub. haven't been to. <laughs> <laughs> CVP nineteen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, like the la- the only bars I go to now are the ones that you're playing up there, like the Point or Rec Room or. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't been to, like, I know Dickies is closed, but like that was like the time I was going out in Towson. Yeah, Dickies was the shit, dude. That was like that was like where you would go, like five minutes before last call, and get like. That they had like the pitcher and shots deal, so you get like a big pitcher of Natty Bow, and it was, like, then ten bucks. Yeah, it was like nothing, and you just go in there. You, nobody, nobody is supposed to remember when they were at Dickies. You're just supposed to have been there. Yeah, like you go there, and people are like, "Oh, remember we were at Dickies, and 
Everybody's like, no, not really. <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That means you were there, bro. That's how you know you were there. And then they got the subway right next door, the easiest fucking transition in the world. Dude, the from the famous dude getting thrown through the subway glass video. I was just going to bring that up, dude. I can't believe that shit happened. That, that went, was Towson, like, baby. That went, like, internet viral, like, big-time viral. Big-time viral. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. I think like, it. it ends with the cop like dragging the dude through the mirror, <laughs> gets punched <laughs> through it, and it's like, come on, that's the wrong guy, <laughs> I, <laughs> like, dude. I uh, that when I watch shit like that, my first and immediate thought is always how much it must suck to be the guy that that happened to, and oh, knowing yeah. that that video is now seen by every fucking person in the world. Like the, every couple there, of years, everyone remembers about it. It's like, <laughs> dude, like that's why that's why you know getting in a street fight these days is remarkably more risky than getting in an altercation back when our parents were growing up. Because you get oh, in yeah, a bar fight, life shattering. Yeah, dude, it's you like li- it's like the dude's version of doing porn. It, it, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I would rather do porn than lose a fight on the internet. <laughs> easily easily dude you know the second you know the second any harsh words are exchanged where people start to get a sense that something's about to pop off everybody's got their phone out they're recording yeah. and they're waiting and they're the first hoping. time you hear world star as you're like getting your fucking hands up you're like god damn it my oh, life's over exactly <laughs> my dude life's over exactly dude. one of us is gonna hate our lives for the rest yeah. of our life because this is going to get posted and it's going to go fucking viral and then for the rest of my life i'm just gonna, I'm gonna have to put in my fucking bumble profile from here on out yeah, <laughs> yeah i'm the guy who got thrown through the subway window bad night for me <laughs> not my best showing <laughs> yeah I'm more of a uh, Jimmy John's guy now <laughs> yeah dude that I, I mean just just the idea of getting knocked out in general like there's always like when we watch those fight comps or anything like that I always get skeeved out just the prospect of getting KO'd in front of people yeah. for me it's not even about it's not even about the pain or the health risk of getting knocked out, it's literally 98.9% like embarrassment. Embarrassment. Yeah. <laughs> 1.1% is me being concerned for my physical health. Yeah. And the rest is just pure clout. Like, yeah, having to live it down. <laughs> just, you know. I mean, whatever girl you're with at the time is not going to be your girlfriend anymore. Dude. You can't watch yeah, it. No. You can't watch your boyfriend get knocked out and stay with him. It's just... Yeah. It's too hard. That's like, yeah, that's that's definitely it right up there behind like um I don't know, what are other things that would happen in front of a girl that would instantly just fucking clock her down. Um, I'd say like, you know, low on the list is not being able to change like a tire or something. I bet. Yeah. Yeah, there are certain things that that as a man you should know how to do and there's no fucking excuse. And changing a tire is one. If you as a grown ass man have to pull over on the side of the road and call AAA with your girlfriend in the passenger seat, hang it up, dude. Dude, she's leaving with the tow truck driver. Exactly. <laughs> hang it up. You're going to let another man come and jack up your car. Yeah, jack up your car and tow away that bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. You you fucking you failed, dude. You fucking failed. Now, I will say this as a caveat to what we were just saying. I think the the, the circumstances 
are different depending on what the fight was about. If you were somebody who started the fight and you get KO'd, I think that's a much more embarrassing situation than if, like, you had no choice but to fight. Like, if somebody, like, slapped your girl's ass or something like that. Like, if a fucking NFL football player just decided he was going to grab my girlfriend's ass and I was like, fuck, my only two options are act like I didn't see it and then be a bitch or confront him about it and get my ass kicked and be a bitch. And so it's like, I know I'm not going to beat fucking, you know, this guy in a fight. He's going to beat my ass, but I got to stand up for my girlfriend. If you get yeah. fucked up in that situation, that's totally different. I watched a guy, one of my coworkers, when I was at Melting Pot. Uh, we were all at CVP drinking one night, and uh, there was another guy who worked at another bar. I think he works at World Beer now. This is probably like four years ago. And we were all at CVP drinking, and he was fucked up beyond belief, my coworker. And uh, he was leaned on the bar, drinking whiskey straight, just like shooting it. Um, and uh, he was just spitting on the ground, just, you know how you Oof. like when you're super fucking yeah. drunk, you're about to throw like up, and you start, up, yeah. yeah. So he He's was got doing too much that saliva in your mouth, exactly. So he was just spitting on the ground, and the guy, the other bartender at a different place was sitting next to him and was like, hey, bro, stop doing that, man. Somebody's got to clean that up. You know, you know, you work in the industry. You should know better. And he was like, and then the, the coworker, my coworker was like, fuck you, dude. He's all fucking out of his fucking mind drunk at this point. He's like, fuck you, bro, man. I'm just fucking, I'm fucking blah, blah, blah. And then, so the guy was like, whatever, dude. And then uh, my coworker was like, fuck it, man. You want to fuck me? come outside fuck tell me like a man to fucking do this shit <laughs> and uh and the guy the other bartender was like all right fuck it man let's go outside he stands up and fucking slaps his thighs and as soon as i fucking saw him do that i knew it was all over i was yeah. like this guy was way too ready to go outside and fight oh, like this yeah. is not a good situation like my coworker decent you know decently yeah, but he's like drunk off his ass he's fucked up beyond belief and he's a relatively smaller guy you know he can handle himself for his size but this guy was like a bigger guy yeah. um came to find out he like muscular wrestled thighs. in boxing muscular thighs <laughs> he had to fucking slap him just to get out of this fucking seat and and like dude they walked outside my coworker threw one punch and the guy like basically like superman caught the punch with his hand Grabbed the back of my coworker's head and just, th just like side threw his him face first into the cement, dude. He Ooh. threw he threw my coworker's face. He grabbed the back of not one punch was thrown. Yeah, it was a one, he threw a punch. The other guy grabbed his head, threw his face into the sidewalk. His head bounced off the sidewalk. He tried to get up. He like tried to stand up. And then he just fell back over again. His head was bleeding. He spat out a tooth. Oh. And the worst part of the whole situation was his girlfriend was standing right there. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like, that's a double KO. Oh, my God, dude. Because that's, you well, because, and, and not even just for, like, because for the girlfriend, he was the aggressor. He asked for the fight to start, lost it, but also... Being in such a fucked up state and like not being able to handle yourself, that's that's the double KO. Yeah. Yeah. And uh that's what I was that's what I was getting at the, is like the triple KO was also him getting knocked out. <laughs> yeah, that was I mean that was a triple K that was a TKO for sure. Triple KO. But uh is that what TKO stands for? <laughs> no, that'd be funny though. Or you got knocked is it out total knockout. Thrice. 
technical knockout. A TKO is when they stop the fight because you're just not able to fucking like, like the referee will just stop the fight. He'll be like, "Look, you you're Look, not you're able to fucking com- yeah, you're a bitch. Look, you're getting you fucking f- sucked, dog. Like, dude, you're getting <laughs> fucked up right now. Let's all be honest with ourselves. This is over. <laughs> That's a TKO. Um, but in wrestling, they have a technical fall. Fall is another word for pin. Where if at any point somebody you get ahead of your opponent by 15 points or more." They just stop the match and say, you technically got pinned. You got fucked up so much in this wrestling match. We're just going to stop it. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> He's beating you by 15 <laughs> fucking points, dude. Give it a rest. But, uh, yeah. But uh, that, was, that was the most terrible part of the situation is that he was the kind of... And the thing is, and this is something that was weird about understanding psychology, is this guy that I'm talking about that got knocked out, he would always get in fights. And he didn't always win them. He won some, and he lost some as well. But he just liked fighting. And when he came back into work the next day, or like a week later after his face healed, he didn't give a fuck. He was like, he literally said, he was like, yeah, man, you win some, you lose some. Jeez. He just I loved the game. That. He loved the game. And honestly, when he said that, I was like, all right, respect then. Fuck it. Like, all right. <laughs> like, you're living your life, bro. I can't, I can't knock you for that, you know? Yeah. I mean... You know, respect on that, but also just, like, what kind of fucked up shit happened in his life that he <laughs> is like that? Definitely did not have the best childhood, I'll say that. Definitely had a fucked up um, life situation, as far as I was aware. So, I mean, it all checks out. It's all, you know, it all makes sense. But, uh, you know, that's kind of one of those moments when, like, we tend to think of things in terms of how we would respond if we were in those situations, but the flaw in that thinking is that at the same at the same way that I would have felt had that happened to me in that situation, you also have to give a certain amount of credit to I wouldn't have been in that situation because I'm not the type of person to do that. Yeah. So if we wound up outside, it would literally be because I had no other choice but to step outside with this guy. And like I said before, if that was the case and I got fucked up, it's a different situation because it's like, well, Jimmy didn't want to fight like. He just, you know, he had to, and he got fucked up. Like, everybody knows, you know, some there's going to be somebody out in the world that can beat your ass unless you're the fucking world heavyweight champion UFC fighter. So, like, everybody's got somebody that can fuck him up. So yeah. it's not just losing a fight that's bad. It's the circumstances. Oh, yeah. I think one of the outcomes of this, like, quarantine thing is a lot of people are going to get fucking way thinking that they're the baddest motherfucker around because they haven't been out for a while. There's going to be a ton of fights when we get back to fucking business, dude. Dude, I already think I'm the fucking shit. It's been, like, a week. I'm like, dude, I'll fuck up anybody when I'm back at Fell's Point, dude. Because I haven't seen another human being in so long that I'm like, dude, there's no way anybody else is this big as me yeah dude i'm fucking <laughs> ripped right now i'm the strongest guy i know right now <laughs> i'm eating eight month old ground beef and it doesn't even phase me bro <laughs> dude if you get fucking like a coli oh my god can you imagine that, that? Shit, like... <laughs> can you imagine that i wonder how many deaths are going to be caused completely uncorona related just from yeah, shit just from like people that. eating like old canned goods and fucking... yeah 
<laughs> mystery frozen vegetables yeah, like, that have been uh, in the freezer for 20 years. Exactly. Oh, what did he die Hand of? me downs from their parents' <laughs> pantry. <laughs> <laughs> what did he die of? No, dude, salmonella. He died of salmonella. Fucking like idiot. He cracked open a novelty can of soda he was keeping as a, a shelf. <laughs> it was as just a you know table piece. <laughs> he opened he found- a, sur- a 2019 surge and he died. <laughs> Surge, dude. That's a fucking classic <laughs> soda, dude. Those are some '90s sodas, bro. Those are some '90s sodas. Surge Sprite Remix is a is a 2000s soda that was Sprite just, Remix was good, dude. I uh, the first time I was ever truly had my had my ego busted was uh, I was sitting on the boat. We had a little boat when I was younger, and my my dad, my dad, my mom, and my dad's father, my grandfather were out on the boat. And I wanted to get Sprite Remix. I think I was like 11 years old at the time. So we went to the fucking shore shack before we went out on the boat. I got a whole pack of Sprite Remixes. And I Hell was on yeah. like my fourth Sprite Remix on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> and my and I'm sitting there in my bathing suit, no shirt on, fucking chubby-ass little kid. And my grandfather goes, Jim, you better cut back on those Sprite Remixes, man. You're supposed to be the Golden Greek, but look at you. You're soft. And I was like, no. And then uh, five years later, I decided to lose weight. Five years later, switched to diet Sprite Remix. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, like, you know, it's those situations, honestly. You, you need those situations, dude. Oh, you know, yeah. You need people to tell you. Like, I, you know, when I went out to just L.A. the first time. An older relative to just be like, come on, man. <laughs> somebody that knows you. Somebody that, like. Come on, Jack. Somebody that can see the best in you. You know, they look at you and be like. You could be so much better if you weren't drinking all this Sprite Remix, dude. <laughs> Fucking 11-year-old loser. Do you want to not have sex for another 10 years? Because you won't. <laughs> <laughs> and he was right. Dude, it all worked out, though. It's all good now, but but the, it, all the improvements I've ever made in my life have all been as a result of massive blows to my self-confidence and and failure and stuff like that. You need that. You need that, yeah. and that's going back to what you're saying. When you're sitting at your house all day in quarantine, you're not getting any blows to your ego, dude. You yeah. need to go out and fuck up. You need to strike out with some more girls, dude. You, yeah, you need, need that in your life. Go to the grocery store and forget your gloves or something, <laughs> or you need to go. To- <laughs> no, yeah, I don't know. It, but I, that's there's definitely truth in the like the most change in your personal self that you'll ever make is from a negative experience like any time that like you become the own your underdog then you're fucking that's when you start winning dude well you need you need some sense of of because i think the problem is is that we all hold ourselves to a standard based off of the people around us you know nothing yeah (laughs) not our own fucking whatever checklist is in our head and and you live with you are yourself every day all day and so it's very difficult to see yourself from an, an objective perspective you know, because things happen gradually and you don't really see the changes in your life and everything always just seems normal the same way with this whole quarantine thing now. It just seems normal now because it's, ha- it's been a gradual process and now everybody's just used to it. That happens in daily life where you start to fall into certain habits and you start to fall into certain tendencies and things like that where unless somebody on the outside sees you and, and compares you to how they knew you, like, that's what happened when I went out to L.A. is, like, you know, Scott lives out in L.A. That's, like, the fucking, like, Hollywood shit like that. Everybody out there 
is always looking good and everybody that's like the lifestyle out there and i was just comparing myself to like well you know i live in baltimore the arguably ugliest city in the fucking country (laughs) and so like yeah i look good for baltimore but like because i didn't have any type of like standard to hold myself to i thought i was doing all right you know so you need that you need that perspective no that's real yeah real and one step in la you're like i gotta fucking go back home make some changes in my life yeah dude yeah you've been uh, you've been doing it though you've been doing it you're fucking nice and svelte again svelte that's a good word svelte svelte yeah i haven't heard that word in so long you've heard it right now baby svelte (laughs) that's a classic fucking word dude yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Now that being said, uh, in terms of, I I think I failed more this week than, you know, we obviously we tried the live stream last week and it fucked up and but that again that was another situation where then I had to fucking spend the whole next day figuring out how to get it right, and then uh, <laughs> then you figured out how to do fucking Instagram, dude. Yeah. You hacked yeah. the system because there was no distractions. There's no distractions. I don't have the option of hanging out with anybody or going out <laughs> or doing anything. So I'm just sitting in my fucking apartment all day, just sitting there watching TV. And then I just get anxious and I'm like, I need to do something. And I just start figuring shit out. And there's like, you know, a lot of the shit that I figure out, I feel like it's so easy and stuff that everyone else has already figured out. But it's just, you know, I needed to be put in a situation where it's like, now I have no choice but to just fucking work on this shit, dude. That being said, going back to way, way back what I was telling you about being ghosted, dude. I had the weirdest fucking situation happen to me this week. It was fucking like, it like stuck A virtual first date? Oh, no. Now that is something I will definitively say I will never do. Yeah, because there's right, dude. dude. Next week, I'm going to catch you <laughs> slipping. See, here's the thing. I feel like something like this, like what we're doing right now, is only possible because we have a rapport like a with rapport, each other. Yeah, a rapport. For sure. We're able to, you know, we're able to bypass the barriers of virtual communication because, you know, we got it. However, if this was a situation where I, I can barely communicate to a girl on a first date in person on my best day. And oh, you're yeah. telling me I'm going to fucking sit in front of a laptop screen and try to make the conversation entertaining with no other, you know, part of a first date is knowing how to fucking play shit off and learning how to like distract the conversation because there's no, you can't maintain a fucking straight up interesting conversation for three straight hours. You can't, you yeah. can't, you need to fucking banter with the bartender a little bit. Talk to somebody next to you. Talk about the song that's playing in the fucking background. Look at the table over there and make fun of them. Shit like yeah. that. You need, and depending on how like, converse the uh the date is like how much they're willing to add to the con like Mm -hmm. conversation Mm -hmm. like it could just be three hours of you just fucking solo keeping the balloon in the air solo cast exactly and trust me i've been there trust me i've been there and that was i mean that was but like in this situation there's no way you might as well just fucking delete the number from your phone if you're considering a virtual (laughs) first date you might as well just fucking hang it up just stick to messages dude Messages are decent because you that way you have time to think about your response, things like that. You don't want a fucking face-to-face conversation on a laptop, dude. If you've never talked to them before, it's just impossible. So what um, was it? Um, so uh, the my last gig, the most recent gig I had was two Saturdays ago, uh, St. Patty's Day weekend, the weekend before St. Patty's Day. I was playing at Riptide. You were there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, 
Damn, dude. Little did we know that was your last gig. Yeah, yeah. And That's that seems like forever ago now. Yeah. Um, but uh, there was a girl there who like I wound up talking to, and I got her number and stuff like that. And we were chatting and stuff like that. Um, she was she lives out in Frederick, and uh, she was staying at a hotel. So I was out like doing my own thing. I met up with Sean and some friends. We went to the horse for a little bit. Now this was the last night that I think all bars were open because this is the weekend right before they shut everything down. So the horse was kind of slim crowd. Everything was kind of slim. Like yeah. it was like it was like that point when you knew that it was it, it was about to be the end. Yeah, like, like something was, was happening. Exactly, exactly. And I think that was like the dead giveaway night when it was St. Patty's Day weekend when it was supposed to be the bar crawl and it was supposed to be like the busiest day of the year and it was like not even as busy as a regular Saturday. People were like, "All right, we can't do this anymore." And that's why a lot of bars shut down before the even fucking lockdown happened. Like yeah. Some bars shut down beforehand. The horse closed the day before. But um, so I was out there and like, you know, naturally I was trying to fucking, you know, I was texting her and stuff like that, like seeing if I could come back to the hotel Ooh. Um, and uh, didn't happen. Whatever. Uh, she fell asleep or said she fell asleep. And um, we talked over the course of the week and we were like, yeah, let's hang out on Saturday. So I was like, cool. And so we made plans to hang out last Saturday. And, uh, you know, right Snapchat shit was locking down. Yeah, this is this is yeah, this is after the lockdown happened. But it was like, you know, bars and shit had shut down. It was the first week of that. And we had made plans to hang out that weekend. And then she texted me that day and was like, hey, so what are the plans today? And I was like, I just texted back and I was like, well, the options are kind of slim being as how we can't really go out anywhere. So, like, we'll figure something out. No text back. And uh, so, like, three hours later. I was I texted her again. I was like, "So what are you thinking?" Because we had we had like made plans, like meet up at five. It was like five thirty at this point. I was like, "So what's going on?" And then um, still nothing. So then I just Snapchatted her face, a uh, picture of my face, just being like, and then she like responded and was like, "I'm sorry, do you hate me?" And I was like, "What are you talking about?" So I just called her, and then she was like, "I'm sorry, this that the other thing." I just got really nervous because you know like. We were supposed to hang out, but we were going to go to your apartment. We can't really go anywhere, so it just kind of like made me nervous that like I didn't know like what you were trying to do or anything. And I was like, I'm just saying like we don't really have any choice. You know, we can go for a fucking walk in Lock Raven or anything. <laughs> Damn, like, dude, you fucking <laughs> dentist system, there, dude. <laughs> dude, I didn't fucking start the coronavirus. I didn't fucking do that. You obviously the implication, dude. <laughs> Whatever, dude. The Whatever. Hold up. Hold up. Because I feel like you're on her side right now. And I need you to I'm bear with me. I'm not on her me. side, dude. I'm on your side. Don't worry. I need you to bear I'm with me. I'm always on here. your side, dude. So I talked to her on the phone for a good 45 minutes and was like, blah, 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 blah. We talked to her. She decided she wasn't going to come over that night. I was like, fine, whatever. Cool. Um, let's make plans for next weekend because she works a day job. And so all week, all week, she kind uh, of find out. She's like, I, I didn't mean to tell you this, but I have a little bit of baggage. Like, I'm going through a divorce right now. She's 28. I was oh. like, oh, geez. This is something I've never dealt with before. But I yeah, guess it it's is. something that you're going to get <laughs> used to. you dealt with the women who are divorced before? I have not. That's what I said. This is something. <laughs> I've. I, actually, I have. Yeah, I have. But <laughs> <laughs> I correct myself. I have once, and it was the worst experience of my life. It was that chick that wound up fucking like stalking me and shit like that. But she was already through the divorce. This yeah. girl was... In the process of a divorce, so she was actually technically still married. Technically and still married. Technically still married. And uh, but you know, I was like, whatever. It happens. You get divorced. You get married. You hang out at my apartment. It's yeah. all part of life. 
<laughs> it's all part it's, of life. It's the only place we can hang out. <laughs> I don't make the. We rules. obviously can't hang out at your place because your still legal husband is there. <laughs> dude, can you imagine, dude? You know the reason why she isn't hanging out is because her husband's like, "Why are you leaving on a quarantine?" Yeah, <laughs> I doubt they're living together, dude. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, maybe so we, I don't know. Maybe, dude. I, I, you know, your guess is as good as mine. But um, <laughs> I, I cruise through the week, and all week she's like Snapchatting me at night, being like, "Can't wait till Saturday. Can't wait to see you." Up until the night before, Friday night, the night before the day we we're supposed to hang out, she Snapchats to see you tomorrow, and I was like, "All right, cool." And then I wake up the next day. I go to the studio, knock out whatever I have to do at the studio. Two p.m. I text him like, "Hey, so what's up?" nothing so then like two hours later i just text her again i was like are we doing this again we're like the day of you just completely just ignore me and uh but i all all i did say was like are we doing so we doing this again lol nothing Ooh. so then i go for my third move which is to snapchat her like i did the week before which is me just with a fucking disappointed face deleted me on snapchat Ooh. So I'm like, this has got to be a mistake because I'm like typing her name into the fucking search bar and nothing's coming up. Blocked and, uh, on Snapchat. Yeah, blocked on Snapchat. I don't know if blocked because I could still see her name like in my like past messages. You know what I mean? Like I can still see her in like like sent and receive shit on my regular log. Yeah. But when I try to, she's not in my friends list anymore. So I think she just deleted me on Snapchat. She didn't block me. Keep then, telling yourself that, bud. <laughs> yeah, dude. She okay, only bud. she only deleted me, dude. It's not that okay, bad. Bud. Okay. <laughs> it's not like she blocked me or something. There's still a chance. Um, so then Add I was you like, on Snapchat tomorrow starts fucking snapping you all week, <laughs> dude. Exactly. So I go to call her. Just my final last her. I got off the phone with Scott. We talked for like an hour. I was like, I'm just throw this girl a call real quick. Just see what's up. Straight to voicemail. Straight. The number and, you have dialed has been disconnected. <laughs> yeah. And at first I thought maybe she was just rejecting my call. So then after we got off the Google Hangout last night, I didn't I don't really I'm not like pressed about this situation. I'm really not. Wait, did I'm, you call her at like four AM? Just to see. <laughs> <laughs> and at four AM, straight to voicemail. She blocked my fucking Ooh, number. Damn, dude. Now, granted, I did a lot of stupid shit last I night mean, after we hung what out. What are you gonna phone. do? No, I don't care. I honestly thought it was just this amazing, like that. That's is just cool. that's kind of like a heroic level of blocking. <laughs> that's dude, like that's kind of hard, dude, because she strung you along for an extra week after she ghosted you the first time. You got that was not a Casper. That was not a friendly ghost, dude. I don't. That was know. like the ghost, the haunted ghost in Ghostbusters, dude. Dude, here's yeah, exactly. That that was a bad ghost, dude. That was not like a good in ghost. The painting on the wall, dude. yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like. Island it was so blatant. It was such a it was such an overt series of events that I wasn't even hurt. I wasn't pressed to really hang out with this girl in the first place. It was just like, you know, some something to do. Like nobody wants to hang out. She said she'd hang out. Cool, we'd do it. Like she's cute, whatever. And um when that happened, it was more so a thing I was like, wow. I couldn't believe it. That was the main thing. It was like I wasn't. That's was the first time you're like, wow, people are taking this quarantine thing seriously. <laughs> it was just a situation of like you go, you double ghosted me, dude. You ghosted me, and then I rung you back in, and then you re-ghosted me. 
And like, I get it. Like, she's obviously dealing with some shit. She's going through the divorce and stuff like that. And she, you know, reasonably, she hasn't dated in seven years. And like, she's probably nervous about the prospect of hanging out with some dude she met at fucking Riptide. But like, the way she handled it is like, I mean, that's that's a gigantic red flag. You know, that's probably the best thing that could have happened because God forbid we did wind up hanging out and then she got all psycho. You know, that's a psycho move, I feel like, dude. To fucking do that, like, you're a 28-year-old woman. If you don't want to hang out, say you don't want to hang out. Don't say you definitely want to hang out. Snapchat me every night saying you can't wait and Snapchat me a picture of the event in your fucking phone calendar saying hang out with Jimmy oh all day. Oh, my God. What a psycho. Exactly. And then on the day of, block me on everything. That is insane. I don't even feel any type of way about it. It's just like, wow, dude, people are fucking crazy. And it probably it was a blessing that we didn't wind up hanging out. But that was just one of my situations this fucking week. But Frederick like, girls, dude. Can't trust them. <sighs> I couldn't fucking believe it, dude. Literally beyond the pale. <laughs> I don't even know what that expression means, but I feel like it makes sense there. I think it applies. What was the other? What was the other situation? The other situation is um not it's much more of like a regular type of story. It's not even I mean, it just is what it is like, you know, I that girl that Alex works with that we were hanging out for a bit and uh, we went on a couple dates and you know I just started to get the feeling like over the course of time that you know you just start noticing like a a level a degree of like oh we're not talking as much oh like you know when I text her it's like a fucking four hour later response and like a bare minimum type of conversation and you just kind of take the hint after a certain point and so with that, it was just like... Yeah, it's the silent but deadly ghost. Yeah, that's 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 the real ghosting. I think that's a ghosting that everybody deals with every day. What I experienced with this other chick was this, like, monumental, like, crazy psycho-style fucking maneuver. But with this girl, it, and that's the one that I'm more pressed about. Not even pressed, but just, like, depressed. <laughs> Not even depressed. <laughs> just, like, kind of, like, that one kind of bums me out because, like, damn, this girl is pretty cool, and then, like, all of a sudden, like... You know, we were talking all the time, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you just can't even fucking text back or anything like that. And, like, I'm not a person who is, like, a chaser, you know. I I learned my lesson when I was younger of, like, I don't put myself out there like that. Like, I'll text you, and if you don't text me back, you won't hear from me for a while. And then maybe, yeah. like, when I'm oh, drunk, wait, like... Fuck? Okay, there we go. What's up? I, like, uh, my shit started, like, playing from YouTube. I don't know why. Oh, sick, dude. The ghost. She's haunting you now. The ghost, dude. She got (laughs) me. But, like, with this situation, I can't help but think that, like, it's karma in a way. Because I know I've definitely pulled similar. Here's the thing that I was thinking about, dude. As much as could be said about the fact that I've, like, maybe hurt some girls feelings in the past I was never a ghoster and I was never one to just like completely ignore somebody or anything like that like yeah I've always if they wanted the conversation I'd have the conversation I explained what was going on and usually I was very upfront from the get-go like for a lot of these situations I would probably say all of them I was always very upfront from the get-go if I wasn't considering a type of relationship type of situation I've made that apparent from the jump yeah and you so got that, it. that's just courtesy yeah it's courtesy and so like 
if we decided to go through things and like, you know, there's emotions involved and stuff like that. Not everything is played out in a fucking script and things happen and things get taken the wrong way and certain people start to develop different types of ideas about things. But at the end of the day, I was never one to just kind of like leave someone hanging, you know? And, uh, but at the same time, at the same time, I still have definitely hurt, hurt some people because of my aloofness. And so when this happened to me, my only thought was like, eh, I probably fucking deserved it. <laughs> yeah, it's just karma. <laughs> it's karma, yeah, dude. I've done it's, this enough. That... It's bound to happen. It's bound to happen. And you know, like, I just want to know, I think there's a part of, I think, I think there's a part of human psychology, and I think it's why ghosting is such a cruel thing in my mind, and why I can't bear to do it. And even with even with that girl who was completely psycho and was like texting me and calling me and showing up to my gigs and stuff, I would still up to a point talk to her and be like, "Hey, listen, like this is what's going on." Like I'd never, I I didn't get to the point where I would like completely ignore her after I had explained myself several times. Was like, "No, you need to fucking stop. This is what's happening. I told you three times at this point. I'm not talking to you anymore." But even then, I still said like, "I'm not. We're done." <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah. You like I even said that. Yeah, yeah. You said yeah. that. You didn't just yeah. block her, ghost her, all that shit. But I think there's a part of human psychology where it's like, I want to know why. I want to know what it was. I want to know what it, what the situation is. Because when you are when you have a connection with somebody and then all of a sudden you don't, there's a part of you that wants to know, like, well, what was it? And yeah, I would, you want the I, closure. You want the closure. I would, yeah, yeah. And I would take any answer. I mean, if she was like, look, uh... You know, you fucking, you know, you are this. You don't have to go into specifics. Exactly. (laughs) Like, whatever, whatever it could be. It could be anything. But instead, I'm forced to sit here and just kind of, like, wonder. What was it? She not, like, the fact that, you know, you know, you got you think about it. And then and then because of that, you start it just makes you look at yourself differently. You start you start assessing your own self-worth based off somebody else's. Lack That's of ability. when you start making the big changes and you start improving and you start exactly. growing and if you could have told stronger, me, dude, if you could have told me, hey, I just don't like guys that play music and have podcasts. I've been like, all right, <laughs> well. That's who I am. Well, and so tough if you luck, bitch. Yeah, yeah, tough <laughs> luck. Text me back anyway, bitch. <laughs> but like, if that's what you're saying and that is the truth, then I can also at least at that point look at myself in the mirror and be like, well, that's who I am. And that's not something I'm willing to change. And so I guess it just wasn't going to work. But instead, I'm sitting here thinking like, oh, I wonder what it was, dude. I wonder what it was. I wonder, wonder what, what sucks about me. Yeah. What was the what was the the breaking the straw that broke the camel's back? Um, last Friday, I did kind of like a hail mary. Uh, Friday night, you know, this is while the lockdown was in session. I just uh, I I called her. I, I texted her earlier in the week, and we texted back and forth a little bit. I was like, "Hey, how's the end of the world treating you?" And we talked like like two texts back and forth, like. She was like, oh, I'm doing fine. Send another text and was like, you know, this, that, the other thing, just doing the bed, blah, blah, blah. And then she was like, how about you? I'm sorry you hear about the bars closing. And I, like, texted her back, like, this, that, the other thing about my situation, just no response. And I was like, all right, well, you know, normally this conversation would have gone on longer than this, but whatever. That's understandable. Yeah. So I just, you know, let it hang. And then, like, a couple days later, it was Friday night, 5 p.m., I went out for a run, came back. That was after I climbed the hill and shit like that. Came back, took a shower, sitting on my balcony and uh, drinking a Bud Light and hitting my Hedy's Jewel. And I was like, I'll just give her a call. So I called her up, nothing. 
And then I just text her like, wow, with an exclamation point. Just like whatever type shit. And um, she texted me back while right after that, Alex hit me up. was like, yo, we're doing a happy hour at Zach's place. So I went over there and started hanging out with them, brought my beer over, was chilling on the balcony, hanging out. And she texted me back. was like, sorry, I was playing spike ball. And then fi- I didn't respond. And then 15 minutes later, she was like, what's up? And then I just, I didn't respond until like one in the morning because I was just hanging out with Alex and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And I just said like, at, at one in the morning, I just texted her back and was like, hey, sorry, like this, that, the other thing. I was just seeing if you want to hang out sometime, blah, 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 like just seeing what you're up to. And I figured like, you know, she'll probably text me back tomorrow morning and answer that fucking question. Nothing. So then uh, I just kind of like said, fuck it. And then uh, last night after our Google Hangout, <laughs> I was just browsing Instagram and Ooh. I came across this, I came across this very relevant uh meme it was like the gym from the office where he's like sitting next to the fucking thing and it's like uh where he says like one thing it's like she didn't leave you on red and then the next panel is like you just left her speechless or something like that (laughs) you know so i just sent that at five in the morning to like oh my god (laughs) her (laughs) i just sent that meme to her and like two other girls Just any girl that didn't text you back. Any girl that's ghosted you, you just sent that. Exactly. Name. Because it's like, who fuck cares? It's five in the morning. I Holy texted a couple shit. other dudes at four in the morning. I fucking texted Andrew Smith something. Like you know, I'm a I'm a big drunk texter caller person when it when it when it comes to time. <laughs> and it's always like, you know, obviously four or five in the morning where people are like, Did he just wake up or is he still is he that much of a piece of shit? And uh <laughs> they're usually right. If they uh. guess piece of shit, but uh, <laughs> and no response to that either. So I was like, you know what? I'm hanging it up. I'm hanging it up. It's all over, guys. Yeah, can, you, can you brew me up another White Russian, please? Please. <laughs> I said please like more times more than any other word. No Bailey's though, please. Come on. Very courteous to your in-person bartenders. Dude. I know. I'm gonna tip you guys. Don't worry. this is true dude you should be tipping me dude you're lucky i'm only asking for a drink and not money (laughs) (laughs) shit maybe i'll maybe i'll do my little drink break too yeah make yourself a drink dude anybody that's around in the chat now is the time to talk to us because we are definitely live right now so please say what's up Ask us any questions. We're not really paying attention to the chat right now, but it's nice that you guys are paying attention, hanging out, if you are. Who fucking knows? What are you mixing up over there, dude? Wanted to change pace from last night, so I got a little Evan and uh, Coke. Yes, dude. Back on the horse, baby. Back on the wagon. That's what I like to see. Well, mix. I, got I, got, my, I, I got that big-ass, like, decanter thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? That big-ass, like, glass holder for whiskey. Mm-hmm. And I just have, like, the most white trash whiskey in it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Williams in it, dude. Dude, all my friends do that. Literally, <laughs> when I go to Sean's house, he has his, like, fancy-ass decanters. And I'm like, yo, what's in this? And he's like, fucking Evan Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely want to get a decanter too. I got it for my too. grandma, Thank dude. You. It's my grandma's decanter. She probably That's had some sick. like nice shit in it. <laughs> mm. 
got this is good guys thank you very much look at this little cup i got that's it's good. A glass uh, mug. So the Evan and, Evan and regular Coke, not Diet, yeah. huh? There's Dom fucking drooling. Dom's drooling in the background. Dom just wants to be a part of this illustrious live stream that <laughs> currently has millions of viewers. How, how's it going, guys? We're live right now. Believe me. Trust me. We're live on Instagram and Facebook or something. <laughs> yeah, remember to virtually tip Dom and Jill. <laughs> virtually tip Dom. Um... We'll we'll put the information in the chat that we're we've been talking in this whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're on computers. We, yeah, we're on computers. It's very easy for us while one person is talking to fucking engage the chat. Exactly. Even while we're talking, we're probably typing. Probably right now. Yeah. Right now, I am. I'm responding to you. You know this who you, is live. You know who you are. <laughs> you know who you are, bro. You know who you are. <laughs> shout out, uh, shout out, Alex. I see mm-hmm. Alex out there in the chat. Shout out, Alex Glazer. Alex Glazer, you're the fucking man, shout bro. Out Voyage down the Amazon. Great podcast. He's been. Alex has been amping it up, dude. I think we had a nice, very uh, enthralling conversation last time we hung out about just he wants to put out more content for his stuff too. And he was saying like, you know, maybe we'll do more episodes per week. And I was like, nah, bro. It's not about making more content. It's about putting out more content. You fucking have your episode per week, and then you fucking give him clips. And now, if you notice, he's got little paid ads. He's got fucking little clips, subtitled yeah. on Instagram. He's making moves, dude, and that's how you got to do it. That's how you yes, got to do it. So I'm, yes, I, I was very stoked when I saw that, and I texted him, and you know, we were texting back and forth, and just seeing like, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to fucking do that now, and you know, just stuff <laughs> like that. Stuff like that is cool. Um, what the fuck else has been going on this? Everybody's talking about. Uh, you watched Tiger King yet? Everybody's talking about that shit. No, I haven't seen it yet. I tried that was, watching. That was going to be my thing. I was going to try to watch tonight. I uh, part of me is like, are we? Is everybody in this show because it's super good, or is everybody in this show because it's like the it's, new thing on Netflix this week? Yeah, it's new on Netflix, but also we got nothing else to do but watch this fucking white trash. Basically, like the old white gay. Well, Lil Nas X is gay, but like the old <laughs> white version of Lil Nas X that owns tigers and shit like that, and everybody's yeah. just like obsessed with him. I'm like. Would this be good if we weren't forced to stay in our houses all fucking day every day? I don't know. I don't know. I, watched, I mean, like, I think it is just like them. it's also just like a crazy, like story. I think that's like I think just him. He's just like such a larger than life character. I think that's mm-hmm. why a lot of people are like super into it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I like I'm always skeptical with shows like this where like it's such like a, you know item of the moment it's like such like a hot yeah like issue that everyone's talking about and everyone's making jokes about it and everyone's you know has their own thoughts on it and it well, just makes thi- me not want to watch it <laughs> well exactly like, exactly on, it's not I don't, that good yeah i don't want to be a part of the fucking yeah exactly i don't want to feel like i'm being like it's like forced fucking to do it. the new rick and morty or some shit yeah and rick and morty as we all know is way overrated it's and only like, fake. it's pretty funny but it's just like not it's not worth fucking tearing down a mcdonald's to get a sauce (laughs) yeah it's ridiculous it's ridiculous it is ridiculous but uh as far as yeah as far as the tiger thing is i I just the thing that makes me skeptical about it and this is a thing that i find is common with a lot of netflix series you know how like you'll be like cruising through netflix and it's a series you've never seen before but they'll be like season six not now available and i'm like bro i didn't even know there was a season one and now yeah. you're telling me you've done six seasons of this fucking show, and this is the first time I've ever seen it? Like, this guy was apparently this super prominent fucking character in the American culture that none of us had ever fucking heard of. Did anybody know who Joe Exotic was before last week? 
was he a, was he a top commodity topic that people were talking about or did they just make a show now where they're talking about how popular he was but like was he really that popular? I don't know. Because I never fucking heard of him. And I'm, it's not like I live under a fucking rock. Like, I'm, you know, I'm not the most culturally abreast person. But I know enough about what's going on to know if there was a fucking Tiger King for the past 20 years. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, it's kind of strange that a lot of people hadn't heard about him before this. But also, like, I don't know. Like I said, I might watch the first episode tonight and fucking see how it Joe goes. Exotic isn't real, folks. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Joe Exotic is a made-up character jammed down your throat by the Netflix fucking... By Netflix. By the Obamas, dude. By the Obamas and the Clintons as a cover-up for Epstein's fake suicide, dude. That's where I'm going with this one. Yeah. I think they're trying to spin it so that, like, Joe Exotica owned Little St. James. Mm-hmm. Well, Joe Exotic was trying to buy NBC. <laughs> and that's that's why they fucking locked his ass up. Yeah, dude. What was the moral of the story? Did, did you watch it? What? Mel? Did you, you didn't watch it either? What, Tiger King? Yeah. I just told you. I, I was going to try to watch it tonight. I haven't seen anything oh, okay. yet. Okay. Well, Matt Matt and Sig are doing like a like episode by episode commentary on it, so I'm like watching it by proxy. Yeah. <laughs> like I have to watch it. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, some of it's pretty cool, but just like... I can't believe that people are so into it, dude. <laughs> I just can't believe it. Like, I sometimes I wonder, like, maybe there's something wrong with me, dude. Maybe there's something wrong with me that I just don't find this to be as enthralling as everybody says it is, you know? I guess. But I just don't but, fucking care. And you've, you've given it a chance, though. You've actually watched it. I gave it a chance. Dude. I, I told you, I went, I went to my lowest of lows over the weekend, dude. I was, <laughs> I was watching live streams. I was fucking, I went on Netflix. I watched As Good As It Gets, starring Jack Nicholson, <laughs> the 1997 rom-com on Netflix. Oh, shit. I watched that. That's pretty good. They did it. They did it. Um, there was actually a portion of that movie where part of the plot line is, it's this fucking dude who, like, is like, Jack Nicholson plays this character that's, like, super obsessive, compulsive, neurotic type of character, like, really rude to people. He actually reminded me, my childhood neighbor, Mr. Dave, it was like Jack Nicholson was playing Mr. Dave, like the guy who would like chase us down the alley and grab the basketball from us and pop it right in front of our face so we could dribble past sunset. Honestly, I've talked about it on the podcast before, but that the fact that we had a neighbor like that that would literally like do that is insane. It's like harass me. kids. And oh my god! I mean, dude, he I was like nine years old and he chased me to the bottom of the street, took the ball out of my hands and popped it with a fucking knife in front of my face so we couldn't play basketball anymore past dinner time. Brutal. And. Uh, Dude, I couldn't believe that shit. But anyway, Jack Nicholson basically playing this character. And uh, there's a portion of the movie where they go on vacation down to Baltimore. Um, they have to take a trip down to Baltimore to visit this other dude's family. And so as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, hell yeah. So they have some scenes in, like, the harbor. But this is, like, the 90s, so it obviously looks different and stuff like that. But um, it's funny how when they go to a certain region, they always play up, like, the aspects of that region. So, like... The whole time they're in Baltimore, everything is crab-related. Like, they go into the restaurant, and they're like, let me get the crab dinner with the fucking crab fries and a crab martini. Or, I was like, what the fuck is going on here, dude? You know? And uh, and the accents are played up and shit like that. It's like when you watch The Wire, and then, like, you see, like, the police officers in The Wire. I've never really watched it extensively, but I the saw, like, bits really and, good. I love yeah, The Wire. I, 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 the clips that I've seen looked awesome, but I I have seen certain clips that, like, there, it's like the Baltimore police force and the, the it police should, it officers. It would be a good lockdown watch just yeah. because it is so fucking long. I might actually check that out. Yeah, Breaking Bad is another one that I've seen bits and pieces of that I can definitely see that it's a good show. And That's pretty good. You know, 
I've never I really seen any of the new shit from it though. Like I haven't gotten into like Better Call Saul or the movie that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think. I, you know, it'd be amazing if I even watched one season of any of these shows I'm talking about. But um, <laughs> I did. I did watch the new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm, and I fucking loved it. See, I could see that a comedy, something like that, I could get into. I, the thing I like yeah, about comedies thing, is that, like, I need to. I need more comedies to watch because I'm well, like running low, and like I just want to laugh right now. <laughs> I don't want to watch like fucking pandemic or all these like quarantine movies that netflix keeps pushing like yeah. i'm not trying to watch any of that shit right now dude well the thing with comedies and i think why it, it it's more accessible to people like me and you and maybe people who don't necessarily like myself personally i'm not the type of person to binge watch shit like that like i watch shit on the go and i'll watch here and there but comedies are easy because you don't necessarily not need much to have stake. seen well, also, you don't need to see what happened on the previous episode. Like, if you watch yeah. Always Sunny in Philadelphia, like, every episode is its own standalone story. So you can, as long as you understand the characters and you understand, like, you know, the basic premise of the show, then you can watch any given episode in zero context and appreciate it for what it is. You can't just tune in to season five, episode four of Breaking Bad and truly appreciate what is going on. So yeah. like there's it's the same thing I always say about like the Avengers movies or like the the Marvel universe. It's like they keep on coming out of these movies and now it's like fucking like 30 fucking Marvel movies that like they're all in the same universe and they're all playing off of the previous movies to a certain extent. And so like in order to appreciate the most recent one, you have to have some type of idea of what all led up to it to a certain degree. Yeah, I'm sure you sure. could watch any particular movie and appreciate it to a certain level, but like you're not really getting the full context, you know? And it's like for someone like me who doesn't have time to watch 30 fucking movies, even though I do have time to do it, I just <laughs> yeah, we all choose, have time to do that choose not to do it. It's like, <laughs> can you just make a fucking movie that is just a movie where for three hours you can tell me a story and I'll watch it and not tell me that I have to have watched four fucking seasons of this show to appreciate what it means when he looks at the guy like that and then looks over there and I'm like, oh man, that was a callback to season two, episode seven. When Like, I don't fucking know, dude. Yeah. You know? But uh, in terms of the whole Wire thing, like the, the Baltimore police, their fucking accents were so off the wall over the top. Where you're watching it, you're like, dude, even the most white trash dude I know does not talk with that strong of a Baltimore <laughs> accent. And everybody in this show has the most overt, ridiculous Baltimore accent. And it just made me kind of kind of made me realize how like when you watch movies that are like based in Boston and shit like that, where like Mark Wahlberg and Matt Damon and they're all like, Hey, park the car. And it's like, dude. I get that you guys have that accent, but it's not like if I just went to Boston right now and just walked into a bar and ordered a fucking drink, it would all be like that shit. Yeah, exactly. Like they, for the most part, they talk like us, except they have like certain little different inflections. So you talk to somebody from New Jersey, they say fucking some shit. High school, it's high school, dude. High well, school, dude. You know, little shit like that. It's not, it's not ridiculous <laughs> shit. Yeah, that was that was a big deal in, uh, at least for me in. I think it was like third grade. One of our neighbors had like a cousin that lived with them over the summer who was from England. Mm -hmm. And like just getting to talk to him every day, like when the kids on the street would play and we'd just be like, all right, so how do you say aluminum again? And he'd be like, aluminium. Alu aluminium. And we're like, yo. 
That's so sick. Yeah, it is sick, really dude. Goes, and it means the same thing. And he's like, yeah, why wouldn't it? And it's like, oh, my God. Because you're not saying the same thing, bro. You're literally <laughs> adding a letter. You're adding a letter. <laughs> Aluminium. Where is that I, bro? Where is that I? Yeah, it's crazy. Aluminum. Or yeah, British people. Color. You know, it's weird because they're the originators of the English language, apparently. But I feel like we're the ones who speak it correctly. Well, like American I mean, English, is, American English is just like, uh, like a toned down fucking hillbilly accent of, like, you know, British English. Yeah, but we say like shit like we'll be like little. We'll say like water and <laughs> Washington, Washington. <laughs> but like they don't pronounce their T's. But little, it's a little. It's like the T does not make the sound. It makes a yeah. T sound, dude. True. You're speaking English True. wrong, bro. We're saying it right. Ew, roo, roo. Because you wouldn't say the T. You'd say roo, true, roo. Roo, roo, Think it through, bro. I've been seeing a lot of, uh, why are you being so stupid? The fucking <laughs> stupid. Like, stupid. It's not, the T does not make Harry. the CH sound, bro. Like, what are you talking about? British people are wrong. That's why we broke away from them. Yeah, let's do that. No, we will no have no masters. It wasn't anything about anything other than we were just like, dude, you guys talk weird as fuck. <laughs> and you guys don't enunciate. And to Never be honest, tees. It's a T. T. Yeah, T. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was what the Boston Tea Party was about, dude. Yeah, dude, you have tea time. You should know how to <laughs> yeah, say tea. You should know how to pronounce a fucking T, dude. And we were done with it. But uh, yeah, dude, too much. I know, dude. Thank God we broke free. We broke those chains. I don't know. There are times that I wish I did have a British accent, though, dude. Yeah, there are times you wish you had a queen. A queen. Yeah, they have a queen, dude? You have a legit queen? Yeah. What is this, 1504? Like, in what do you do? In, uh, I guess in England, they can't claim a patriarchy. <laughs> like, you know, like, social justice people in America are like, oh, yeah, the patriarchy's keeping us down. Mm -hmm. But in England, they're like, I guess all the lads over in England are just like, the fucking patriarchy, or the matriarchy. The matriarchy. <laughs> gotta get a, we gotta get a mate up there as the that king. Is, yeah, dude, we need, yeah, we need more men in leadership in England, dude. We can't be having a fucking queen, dude. It's bullshit. Dude, yeah. Do you think the first incel was in Great Britain? Oh, for sure. Yeah. No question. No question. No question, dude. It's a British word. British word. Involuntary <laughs> fucking celibate. British. Yeah, dude. <laughs> British English, dude. The first fucking incel had one of those fucking big hats like the fucking guards at the <laughs> <laughs> whatever the fuck they're called. That is I'm such a cultured. weird that's a weird like situation they have. It's like the queen will make our hats big so they know where our head is. So when they try to shoot a head, they'll probably hit the top, and we, our head's not even hat. in there. <laughs> they just hit the hat. <laughs> they hit the hat. Lost a lot of hats in World War Two. I'll tell you that, but they, they lost all their fucking hats. Dude, they're dude. giving away all their positions, dude. dude with those zero big ass hats. <laughs> zero casualties otherwise. Just What's a lot fucking? of hat shots. Hat shots. Just always knew where they were in the trenches because they're poking up like fucking shark fins, dude. <laughs> That's just so weird that That's why like so many people died on D Day, dude. Exactly. <laughs> seeing dude. those little helmets poking out of the water. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's unreal, dude. Yeah, I, I I don't know what the fuck is up with Britain, dude. They're like they they have a queen, but like she doesn't have power, but she does have power. Like everybody cares. It almost feels like yeah. she's just like apparently. The- so did you see that Prince Charles tested positive for coronavirus? See, this is this is where also, I'm gonna. Also, the queen fled from the castle on her private jet. Wow, where do you think she went to? Little St. James. Or Israel, yeah, bro. I don't know. Israel. <laughs> so she went back to Israel because yeah. the Jews run everything? Well, I don't know. Isn't she like a Rothschild by some degree? Probably, dude. Probably. She's I don't know some, anything about this shit. But I don't fucking know anything about it Probably. Either. But here's, here, here's, what, uh, here's, here's where I'm going to get a little bit more conspiratorial here. And this is Ooh. not... I'm going to preface this by saying this is any of the words that come out of my mouth do not represent the opinions that I have. But these are thoughts that I'm having. And doesn't it seem kind of odd that, like, they keep on, like, like all these, like, people in prominent positions keep coming out with the virus to the point where it's almost well, like... Well, they're the only ones able to get tested for it. Yeah, true, 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 true. Because they just have do the you, money. Do you think that maybe there's a certain uh, motivation in order to sway public opinion, in order to encourage people to really take this threat seriously, that they're almost going out of their way to put out high-profile people as... Dude, well, that was uh, Cardi B's theory. Cardi B was like, are they paying y'all to say you had the virus? Because if so, pay me. (laughs) Pay me. (laughs) But, no, I I literally just think Pay Cardi B, dude. I think it's just another thing of, like, of course, the rich people are able to get the testing, and then they feel an obligation to be like... Well, I'm gonna use my platform to be like, "Hey, this is serious." Like, even I got it. You're fucking yeah. God. I even am I, your God, and I got it. Person who is better than you got this disease. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I can and get this disease, obviously like you're broke. Watching ass that, like, you've been waiting in a line for thirty hours to get tested. <laughs> like, Thank you, Idris Elba. <laughs> Just fucking die. <laughs> hey, something to be said though, dude. Cheers to the United States. We are number one. However. I think we have the lowest death rate I um in the I, world. I think th- uh, that's good for us, but also like, you know, we we're still kind of catching up to everyone else cuz we didn't get it as quick as everyone else. I thought I still had this article pulled up. But huh, that sucks. I think I saw an article earlier that was like US doctors found a new way to test for the coronavirus with like a 30 second turnaround time. Mm-hmm. That gave me some hope. So hopefully, uh, thirty like, seconds. Yeah, they'll know if you have it within thirty seconds of doing the test. Well, we had a test a couple of weeks ago where it was only took ten seconds. You just hold your breath and count to ten. I know, but that was fake. We found out that was fake. Oh, well, I've been doing that every day. I know, and- dude. All last week, I was holding my breath. I held my breath for like a minute one time, and I was like, "All right, I still got it." I but- definitely still have it. But that's a no, symptom. You can either hold your breath for less than ten seconds or more than a minute. In either case, you have coronavirus. <laughs> either way, you're screwed. <laughs> if you ever consider holding your breath, you have the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. If you even if thought even crossed your mind, unsolicitedly <laughs> hold your breath. You you got something. Yeah. Autism something. Some, yeah, you're fucked up, dude. <laughs> you got something. Go get help. Um <laughs> No, but I think, yeah, like, yeah, because all last week I was holding my breath every day. Like, in the morning, I'd get up and be like, Oof. <sighs> all right, cool, I don't have it. But I did find out that, yeah, I think that's fake. Or I think, like, it's not, it's like, 
but by the time you test positive through that test is like you should be in the hospital already. Exactly. And that's what I was going to say about like the whole the whole um thing I was bringing up earlier cuz I was thinking about it in the car, I was stewing on it for a little bit. Yeah. And I was like I was like, dude, if we've only tested 1 in 500 people for this virus. Dom, you're cut off from this fucking jewel if you don't make me a drink right now, dude. I'm just letting you know. Huh? All right, dude. Well, I gave you two rips of the jewel, so I hope you fucking enjoyed those rips, dude. I hope it's still fucking sticking with you. Dude, Dom's getting nappy, dude. He needs to go get to the barber. Jill, how many fucking cappuccinis have I made you in your time? This is unbelievable. Unbelievable, dude. The amount of you disrespect. Tell him to make me a drink, mouth. too. Yeah, can you make Eric a drink, too? <laughs> Here, wait, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make my, I'm gonna freshen up too. Yeah, freshen up, dude. Drink break. I'm gonna not talk so I can just see the blank audio and know where to cut. All right, dude, I am back with uh, perhaps the worst drink imaginable. I'm drinking Damn. vodka and Bailey's. It's called a White Irishman. Ooh, yeah. that sounds nasty, dude. It's not a real drink for a reason. I and, hope you uh, didn't even tip your bartender for that. <laughs> Nah, I, they owe me a dollar for this one, dude. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Apparently, we're at a Kahlua, so dude, can't like do a Kahlua anymore. Yeah. Oh, you could hear them complaining about ice over the microphone. I heard a little bit of it until until they finally realized that maybe the ice would be in the fucking ice tray. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, where the fuck is it? Dude, we seriously don't have any fucking ice. You stupid fucking idiot. Crack the whip, dude. Jesus Christ. <laughs> unbelievable. Literally unbelievable. I was looking at your living room, and I was like, damn, that's what my living room looks like. I thought your living room was my living room. <laughs> it's like, when did I get all this stuff behind me? Damn, you got Dom over there, too? <laughs> oh, you can see Dom in the background? Yeah, I see his little fucking <laughs> eating that plate of fucking salt. <laughs> Sick, dude. Sick. <laughs> Can you see Jill? No, nah, I just see Dom's bitch ass. No, nah, I can't see you. Now I see her. There we go. There, there we go. go. This is premium premium content. This premium this is for Patreon Patreon baby. fans only, dude. Yeah, the video. You think video will just be Patreon? No, no, no. We need video for uh, we need yeah. video just to get people to come on, <laughs> dude. Did I did you see my story today where I posted um on the podcast story and my own story about the guy commented on her video? Yeah, that and was under said, the that that was under the flashlight video, right? No, dude, dude I saw that, that comment under the flashlight video too. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Nice. He really nice. likes our stuff. <laughs> nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna screen grab that video and post it on the podcast Instagram because that's a good Fuck that's yeah. a good fucking. Here, um, wait. but uh, let me look because maybe not, I'm just like conflating the two. Conflating. That's a good word. Reading the dictionary From while you're Tim, you've been... dude, awesome video. You deserve more subscribers. Wow, that and that was comment? on the f- that was on the flashlight. Yeah, well, he has a whole page that's talking about um, like gain likes fast, gain views fast, game subs fast. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> damn it! I hate when that shit happens, dude. I like that you didn't like look into it further than just the comments. Why would I look into it further, dude? Why would I look into it further, dude? I also think we deserve more views than one. We have one view, 
One like and one comment. That's a 100% fucking rate. Nobody can beat that. Dude, I think the, the views of the Fleshlight video have gone up like by 40 since it's been public. Good, dude. Which I feel like that beautiful. shit should be popping off, should have off, like a dude. million views, bro. It should, dude. When I see a comment that makes sense, I don't look into it. <laughs> and that comment made sense. You guys should have more. sense, bro. You deserve more views. You're damn fucking right we deserve more views. Spam bot. You're damn fucking right. <laughs> Ooh, maybe we'll premiere that video at the end of this podcast. Oh, true. Yeah, you could do that. We could premiere that. Yeah, sure. That'd be cool. I've been scheduling. I've I've had a video come out every night at five this week. To, no, I just uh, mean like I can play it on the Zoom and through the video. Oh yeah, we could do that too. Or yeah. I could just edit it and doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, whatever. But that'd be we'll sick. That'd be sick. That'd be sick. <sighs> yeah, I'm trying to think of what I did this week, dude. Oh, well, since the last podcast, now both of us are unemployed. <laughs> yes, dude. I, I meant to bring that up, dude. You are you are now in the same boat as me. Officially in the same boat. And uh, I got to say, when you texted me, if it was any other situation, like if this is just regular life. Oh, yeah. Like if this had happened not during a pandemic. I would have been like, yo, are you okay? Like, what yeah. the fuck are you going to do? Oh, my God. I but can't no, believe you no, lost your job. It's like, oh, no, you're just in the boat with everyone else now. Yeah, it's like, it's like it literally doesn't even phase me anymore. Like, I've been joking with John because John's like, John's working from home. And I was like, dude, just come to the studio session and do work from the studio. And he was like, I can't because like this. I was like, dude, you're going to get laid off, bro. You're losing your job. You're losing your job. Just fucking face it. You were hired like a month ago. They're not keeping your ass around. Uh. <laughs> and I don't even feel like a dick saying it because it's probably fucking true and everybody's in the same boat. It doesn't even seem weird anymore. Like, it, it's so normal now. I think we're up to, like, what? I think we surged, like, three million people. And I tried calling... Yeah. Dude, I tried calling unemployment office this week and... Do the online thing. <laughs> I did the online thing on, like... Tuesday, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but here's the thing, and though. It took me a minute to, like, refresh and get through all of it, but it eventually yeah, all it just takes, went through. It does take forever, but I tried doing that, but here's the issue, is that typically... Okay, so the bill that was passed extends unemployment benefits to self-employed people, which is not a regular circumstance. Normally, yeah. if you're self-employed, you do not qualify for those benefits. Yeah, yeah. So the Maryland website... Because not, unemployment is paid by the employer, so it gets like yes. shady when it's a self-employed thing. Yes. Um, so when I go on the website, when I went on the website, what pisses me off is I go on the Maryland Unemployment website, and one of the opening sections gives you the option to check off self-employed for something or other. I forgot what it was, but it, the option was there, self-employed. So I, I checked it, and then I proceeded through the rest of the application and then like four sections later you get to the employer section where they tell you to list your employers and when i got to my employer section i was like okay well this is kind of what i was telling you guys before i'm self-employed so i can't list an employer because i don't have an employer my employer is myself i've worked for like 30 different places over the course of the month none of them are my employers they're just yeah. people that i contract with so i tried at first i just tried to type in self-employed to the line thinking like okay maybe that'll work and then it was like and then it was like this prompt isn't valid you need to type in a valid registered business because it like, like we're it, sending you... police over right now yeah You're exactly <laughs> so so long story short of it is the website has not been updated 
with as those, of yeah, new yeah, changes with these credentials. Yeah. So I can't apply online. I have Damn. to apply by calling up. So I on Friday morning, I fucking call up unemployment and I get a fucking so I call up and I get a fucking busy signal, dude. Not not a hold thing. Not like we are experiencing a high volume of calls, please hold. Not we're experiencing a high volume of calls. Please enter your number so we can call you back later. Just a busy signal. Like you're calling your grandmother's home phone and you just get a fucking busy signal. And I'm like, what the hell is this? So I try calling like six different numbers. I go through the website. I called the Cumberland branch. I called the fucking Salzer. <laughs> I called the fucking Spanish line and thought hell maybe yeah. I could just talk to some fucking Spanish dude. <laughs> you just wing it. Yeah, and just be like, hola, yo soy unemployed. <laughs> What do uh, I fucking esta do? Musician. Yeah. <laughs> Yo soy. <laughs> like, you know, just trying to get somebody. And then some of the lines you'd call would be like, I'm sorry, this line is no longer in service. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing, bro? Like, Damn. I I can sympathize to a point where you're gonna say that, okay, we're experiencing a high volume of calls, so like you know, obviously hold times are going to be longer than normal. What I can accept is the fact that your system wasn't even built for the capacity to talk to more than one fucking person at a time. Yeah. And your website isn't updated to the fucking minute knowing that you're going through a national catastrophe. Your, uh, your website is not updated to, to process people in my position that now qualify. Three days later, you still haven't done it. You still haven't fucking done it. And it's like, what am I supposed to feel about that, dude? I can't get in touch with anybody. I don't know where the fuck I stand. I don't know how to apply for the fucking benefits that I'm now entitled to. So what the fuck do I do? And the Maryland system is completely unprepared for it. And like I said, there's a certain amount of sympathy you can have for it, knowing that, yeah, nobody really expected this to happen. But at the same time, I do expect certain things to be taking place. Your call center should have the capacity to not just give me a busy signal or, or when you finally do get through to like a robot voice, they say, please try again later. Yeah, and then and you also, try again it later. It should just be up to the federal guidelines. Like, if they changed, be. then it should change pretty much and immediately. This is, and this is why. And and I got into a, a kind of like a debate with this about Joe with, with Joe on our studio session because you know he's a political science major. We love talking about politics and stuff like that. We're pretty, you know, different on political views, but he he's you know he he's a good person to talk to. He's a smart kid, and um, but we were talking about that shit. And all I did, I just was raising the point that, like, this is what I've experienced, unfortunately, with any type of program that's been government-run, whether it be the post office or the MVA or, in this case, unemployment. Any, any, any entity that is 100% monopolized by the government, they suck. They just fucking suck because there's no incentive to be good. Google Maryland Unemployment right now and their fucking rating, their star rating on Google – is 1.2. 1.2 stars. Let me just put it down there. That's good. 1.2 fucking stars on Google. What business would did still Dom be... Did give you his leftovers? Yeah, he did. Very <laughs> nice yeah. of him. What a good he's brother, really, dude. He's really taking advantage of the fact that I'm homeless and poor now. <laughs> but... Yeah, but, dude, he's the only one with a fucking job at that place. Is he, exactly, he's still yeah, delivery yeah. driving, right? Yeah, he's working at Seasons, but still collecting unemployment fucking piece of shit Damn. and uh well apparently you can you can as long as you're like less well, employed mean, than you used to be you can yeah, still collect if you're less employed and you're like putting in that income to your unemployment then it's okay yeah exactly but what going back to my point what business would be allowed to exist on a one-star rating 
where virtually everyone that deals with you and encounters you thinks you suck at your job, that you still get to be in business. And the only businesses that exist that way are businesses that have zero competition. You take a government agency and they just say, hey, we're the fucking post office, bro. What else are you going to do? You're going to fucking UPS, whatever. Hey, we're unemployment. You can't get any other type of unemployment. We have sole proprietorship of this fucking business, and we can suck dick at it. And we cannot be able to do shit, and you have no choice, and that's why we do suck. Because if they had competition, then they maybe would probably fucking update their website or maybe do anything to actually make it so that the people that are trying to apply would actually have a decent experience. But they can't. They don't because they don't have to because people have no choice but to go through Maryland unemployment. That's why I fucking hate that shit. And so now I fucking email them on Friday and I go, hey, I would like to hear. I know you're only working. This is what pissed me off too. Go to the fucking post office. They open at fucking, uh, they open at nine in the morning, which is exactly when everyone goes to work. So everybody has to be at work by nine. So you can't go before work. Then they take their lunch break from 12 to one, which coincidentally just happens to be everyone else's lunch break too. So... If you said, oh, I couldn't go to the post office before work, maybe I'll go during lunch. Nope, because they close from 12 to 1. So by the time you have to go back to work, that's when they reopen. And then guess what? They close at fucking 4.30. So if you wanted to go after work, you couldn't go either. They don't do anything. They take no fucking measures whatsoever to make themselves convenient for the people who need them. Because they don't fucking have to. Is UPS closed from 12 to 1? Is FedEx closed from 12 to 1? No. Because they actually have to appease people and actually be good at their fucking jobs. The post office doesn't give a fuck. The MVA is the only fucking person that deals with what they deal with. You have no other choice but to go to them. And that's why you fucking go there and wait in the line for fucking two hours for a fucking driver's license. Because you have no alternative. That's yeah. just, it, it's just, but also it's just, what happens when, like, so right now we're experienced basically, like, Everything's shut down except for necessary things like grocery stores, hospitals, etc. Like pretty much, and like government subsidiaries. Um, so like, how, I, I don't know. I mean like, I understand where you're coming from with that, but also like, at this point in time, it's like, doesn't even matter. <laughs> like, there's well, no that- there's no room for capitalism right now for like competition and all this other shit it's like we all just need to get through this bullshit well this also is, yeah. i didn't want yeah. to interrupt you earlier during mm-hmm. your speech but this might have to be patreon because i saw dom try to go suck a, a nipple really <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow dude <laughs> fucking wow dude yeah we'll make that bonus content then <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll just kill you trying that to fucking part. suck jill's nipple <laughs> wow dude wow fucking wow now in regards in regards to what you just said that's the same point that joe brought up and there is a certain element of that where the only point that i kind of responded to that was that if you know because again because I'm self-employed, I don't have the option of going through a government unemployment insurance. Damn, dude. You got a fucking OnlyFans video going on in the background. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Subscribe to our OnlyFans for more of this content. <laughs> Let me get that jewel, dude. Come on. <laughs> I haven't been hitting it, though. All right, well, fucking hit it, dude. How many times do you need to fucking hit a jewel? I'll fucking leave it on the thing. Come back and get it next time you want it. All right, dude. Fuck you, dude. You're fucking <laughs> making our making our fucking podcast X-rated, and then won't let me hit my own fucking jewel. <laughs> my own fucking jewel I took from Mehdi, dude. 
unfucking my own jewel that I stole from my friend rightfully. <laughs> Who I owned up to last night on Zoom. <laughs> I, I was gonna tell him eventually. I was gonna tell him eventually. But in terms of in terms of the whole thing we're talking about, if because I don't normally have the option of having unemployment benefits because I am self-employed. I was thinking about what if in a hypothetical world that, and this might be a thing, I haven't really looked into it, but maybe it is a thing, maybe, maybe I'm just a fucking retard, but what if in a hypothetical world I could have applied for, or people could just apply to their own private insurance company, much like you have life insurance or home insurance or car insurance or health insurance, that you could have, yeah, unemployment insurance, so that... Geico and Allstate and State Farm and Progressive and, 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 you know, all these different insurance companies could offer those policies so that when this, a catastrophe like this happens, you're not having a surge of three million people across the country only having one place to go to to apply for their insurance benefits. Instead, it would be like, yeah, I mean, okay, the people that are all on- those all those like to begin with are just like they're all just fucking basically casinos taking people's money hoping that they never cash out yes yes that i mean that's that's all insurance is it's a gamble you're basically making a bet with the insurance company that you will be healthy yeah yeah like i bet geico that i'll get in a car accident and geico bets me that i won't and then if i get in a car accident geico loses they have to pay me and if i don't get in a a car accident i lose lose. because i've been paying you 200 dollars a month for no reason you know so it's like that's so, you know I mean, that's and and I don't think private companies like that are in the business to pay out money. So I don't think unemployment insurance like that would ever be a thing outside well, of a government assistance thing. They're not in the business and here's 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 what people I think sometimes miss is just as much as if Geico had to process let's just use the example of Geico cuz I like the fucking gecko. If dude, Geico, my webcam's making my fucking guns look great. Dude, I was going to say, have you been working out, dude? Or you just changed the fucking contrast on your webcam? Because either one, you fucking look good. <laughs> um, but like, Nah, dude, I'm, I'm basically in a trade. Like, I just lift shit up all day. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's good, man. That's good. But, so Geico, if, if they get overloaded, with, like, any company would be surged with claims right now, obviously, because we're going through something that's, like, pretty much a historical thing. What they would have to do is, is the same thing the government's doing is that Geico would be like, wow, we don't have all this money liquidated on hand to pay out all these people at once. We didn't estimate in our actuarial, actuarial, I'm going to, I'm going to pause, actuarial analysis. Yes, pause. (laughs) We didn't estimate that all these claims would come in at once and we haven't prepared for that. But here's the thing. Neither did the government. When we talk yeah, about, but also the government, ta- like, dude, the currency, the fucking dollar is doesn't mean anything. <laughs> like, there's exactly once it got off of like a gold standard. We're fucking there's you so, know. but the government is borrowing money from the Federal Reserve the same way that Geico would borrow money from the Federal. Reserve. If Geico or Progressive or Allstate all had to pay out all their clients at once, if everybody got in a fucking car accident, like a hurricane, for instance, my friend Sean I mean, but does that's just this like kind the, of shit. That's like the Great Depression shit, like where everyone was trying that's to take their money out and it wasn't there. Like, exactly. So they have to borrow from a separate entity. Dude, the government doesn't have $2.2 trillion right now. We're already fucking $2.2 trillion in debt. We don't have that money. 
We fucking made a bill. Way more than that in debt. <laughs> yeah, way more than that in debt. We fucking made a bill that just basically was essentially we took out another loan for $2 trillion from the Federal Reserve, and we have to pay that back. We have to pay that back. It wasn't real money. And Joe brought up the same thing. He was like, well, you know, they can just print money and shit like that. But it's like, dude, the reason why – and here's, here's the basis of our economic system is we're not on the gold standard anymore, which means that our money is not based in anything of real value. The value of the American dollar is based in confidence of the American dollar. The value of the American dollar is based in the premise that everyone believes that of all the universal currencies that are available in the world – that the American dollar is the most stable and the thing that you have the best chance of investing in. Yeah, but that also only goes what, so we're, far. what we're figuring out right now is like, especially with like all the stock market shit, it's like the American economy is basically just the American worker. And once the American worker stops going to work, which what we're seeing now is, everyone else is just like, oh shit, well, that, like how are we making money now? We don't have all these low-wage workers to do this work for us where we're just making speculations and investments and gambles and shorting and buying low, selling high, da-da-da-da. None of it even say, works unless yeah. people are working. Well, I think I think a, uh, you could say that the, uh, the American economy and I think every economy, not just the American economy, but every economy is, is based off business. And, and when you shut down business – and it, when I say business, I don't mean – like the fucking bigwigs, like the billionaire companies. I mean, like just regular bars, like the Green Turtle or the Point and stuff like that, or Joey's Company. Those businesses are the people that are 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 providing for people to have jobs. And so, when you take those businesses and you say you're not able to operate, but you still have to pay your fucking rent, you still have to pay your business expenses, you still have to pay taxes and shit like that, but you're not able to actually do your business to make any income, then all of a sudden you start seeing businesses have to lay people off. And then what happens once this whole shit is over is, you know, I don't know about your situation specifically, but there's going to be plenty of places. If you were a bartender or if you were a server or something like that, and after this whole shit blows over, you had a job beforehand, they, you got shut down for a bit, but you were thinking, okay, well, yeah, I'll just have my job again when it comes back. What if the place you were working at goes out of business? Because of this, then you don't have a job when you come back. Yeah, you're I mean, fucked. Luckily, I think I'm in like the few percent where, like, at least from the conversations I've had, is like once everything's back and going again, it's like, all right, you have a job again. Yeah, you'll but be like, good. Yeah, you'll be yeah. good. But no, because you have that relationship. People, yeah. But for your, but you're right. Like a lot of people aren't in that same situation. Like, dude, a lot of, a lot of like small fucking boutique stores and small restaurants and small, like people that were just you know paycheck to paycheck. Like most people are fucking paycheck to paycheck in this country. And also like the meme that I've seen going around is like, oh, even the billion dollar companies are paycheck to paycheck apparently because yeah, they're all which... just fucking just shutting down, firing everyone, mm -hmm. all this other crazy shit. Yeah. Just because none of us, like none of us planned for fucking a month of rainy days, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, exactly. Crazy. And that's kind of like, it, it really is, and that's one of the things I was trying to say to Mahedi last night, because I do understand how people get annoyed when, when people pass bailout bills uh, that say like, oh, you know, we're, we're, we only gave X amount of dollars to the people and the rest went to these companies. But at the same time, there has to be a certain amount of appreciation for the fact that these companies that are being, and I don't, I don't even think it's fair to call it a bailout, because it's not, when you tell a business they're not allowed to operate, 
And then you say, hey, but because we're shutting your ass down, we're going to give you a check so you can still pay your rent and your taxes in the meantime? That's not a bailout. It's like if somebody fucking drove a car through my wall and then paid me for breaking my wall. That's not a fucking bailout. I mean, obviously a better thing would to be like a rent and mortgage freeze rather than a bailout. Just because like... I don't know, like, and and I totally, I kind of see where Mahedi's coming from because, like, I don't know, it's, like, the same thing as when, like, we bailed out Wall Street. It's, like, dude, Wall Street doesn't really even fucking do anything. Like, all they're doing is just playing with the numbers from what everyone else is doing. They're not really, they don't need the bailouts. They don't need all this other crazy shit because, like, they're still all just gambling. So, like, if they just lose a big bet, then that should be on them. But what we're seeing now, luckily, is, like, more Americans getting bailouts, potentially, more small businesses getting bailouts, potentially, and stimuluses and whatever else you want to call it. Yeah. But at the same time, we should be kind of wary of repeating a 2008 situation. Like, Well, we the whole thing with the, yeah. We should, the whole th- like, we shouldn't like validate bad business models or like unscrupulous tactics like yeah we shouldn't we shouldn't um i don't know whatever it's called like allow Uh, it but the other yeah (laughs) facilitate it yeah we shouldn't facilitate it i agree that's that's the word i was looking for we're always on the same we're always on the same side dude yeah 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 yeah, always on the same side I, I think, yeah, I think definitely. I, I just, it, it sometimes just annoys me that, and I think I think we need to, I think there just needs to be a certain amount of um, distinction between when we say business, and I think this is something that a lot of people fall into, because when people say, oh, it was a business bailout, and all this money went to businesses, I think a lot of the mistake people make is they always assume when they think of a corporation, when you say the word corporation, it's kind of like a buzzword. And when people hear the word corporation, they immediately think... It's like a negative connotation, for sure. Some fucking guy in a tuxedo and a top hat, smoking a cigar at the top of a skyscraper, sitting on a pile of money. Like, that's every corporation. And they don't think that, like, oh, that's... When we're talking about businesses and corporations, we're talking about, like, melting pot, Seasons Pizza, fucking places that, like, those people are just the same level as we are. It just so happens that they own a business and they're paying us and they make maybe a little bit more. Some years they probably make less than some of their employees because they're the ones inheriting all the risk. Yeah, and well, so, I mean, returns on, like, restaurants are already terrible. Yeah. So I can't even imagine what it's like right now. Exactly. Like, technically, you know, like, I have registered, like, I'm a business. Am I fucking rich? Am I fucking killing the game? If I'm a, am I a fucking billionaire? Like, if somebody says, oh, we're bailing out businesses, You're a lot of that is boss, factored... Dude. dude, a lot of that is factored into, like, okay, when you say that now unemployment benefits are being extended to self-employed people, that is a business bailout because yeah. these people are not employers. Dude, you might be able to get workers. a small business loan if you keep yourself employed. True. And all it'll I'm be tr- all negated. Yeah, that's true. That's it'll true. be negated because you wouldn't fire yourself. Exactly, yeah. But that's the the Something problem is I don't know. I'm gonna I, I will look into that. I look gotta look into, into look something. Look into because, like the grants and shit too. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I just have a a, diff, a slightly different perspective. Than I feel like a lot of people do, and yeah. I, I you have the same perspective. But like, it just does annoy me when when people talk. It just the one thing that the one thing that keeps bugging me that I keep seeing pop up in social media and stuff like that is people talking and saying like, oh, we're we're prioritizing 
the stock market over human lives. We're prioritizing the economy over, stu- over, over human lives. And I'm like, all right. But see, the issue with the way you're thinking is, is that when you say the economy, your immediate thought is the big bankers, the speculators, the brokers, the Wall Street people. But you're not thinking in terms of the economy in general, which is, like I said before, if you had a job at Green Turtle and then this happened, you don't have a job anymore. You don't have a job. And so when we're talking about stacking up the economy and the health risk of coronavirus, I don't think it's a zero-sum game where you have to just sit here and say, at all costs, no matter what, we prioritize human lives over the economy because the economy isn't just Wall Street. The economy isn't just billionaires. The economy is people like you and me who are out of work. And the question is, are we going to have a job when this comes back? How far is this going to go? And you have to kind of look at the gra- you have to look at the lines and say, okay, you know, at a certain point, I said this last week too, but I feel like it's important to be said every week. At what point do you say the negative effects of this virus have now they're now falling short of the negative effects of shutting down an entire country for months on end? I don't think it's a bad conversation to have, and I think people are vilified for having that conversation. People, when you say anything about, hey, can we talk about the economy? Can we talk about money flowing through this country and people having actual jobs? People look at you and go, oh, you're one of those people who only, you you just care about big Wall Street. No, it's like, no, I don't care about fucking Wall Street. I'm talking about my job. I'm talking about your job, bro. I'm talking about people with regular businesses who they don't feel like they're included in this conversation because it just seems like the only thing people are talking about is the fucking virus but we live in a real world in a real economy and these are real re- repercussions and real ramifications we have to deal with if we just completely ignore that side of things you know so I, it it just i feel like it's a it's a way of distracting from the conversation when people always try to look at business as this evil thing at the end of the day if you're an employee it means that you work for somebody. It means that somebody employs you. If that person doesn't exist, you don't have a job. That fucking simple. That yeah. fucking simple. It's when true. people talk, I talked I talked about, uh, well, I didn't talk about it, but I saw on Twitter last night, somebody was saying like uh, how like people shouldn't be obligated to pay rent or something like that. And like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm a renter. You're a renter. And we've both had thoughts, I'm sure, of like, what am I going to do about rent? You know, how long can I last paying my rent? Yeah. If if I'm not making any money, and should I have to? But these people, there are certain people who would look at like, um, they would look at like landlords or something. That are, they're down talking landlords and be like, fucking landlords, they're all greedy. They're trying to fuck you over and stuff like that. And it's like, dude, like those are just people that own a property, and they're renting it out to you that's in their exchange. Job. That's their job. And so it's like, you think you're entitled to live somewhere. You think you're entitled, like basically someone, I guess at the end of the day, the moral of the story is somebody has to eat it. If if they put a rent freeze on, but they don't put a mortgage freeze on, that means that people who own homes are going to have to pay their mortgages without making any of the money that they were expecting to make to pay those mortgages. If they put a mortgage freeze on, that means that all the banks that were now making money off of mortgage payments are not going to be able to do the things that they were doing because they were expecting X amount of dollars in mortgage payments coming in every month. Somebody is going to have to eat it. And that's where the government has to step in and go, okay, we got to fucking mitigate this at a certain degree. But there's certain people who, like, they, they, they rent a house and they think, I heard somebody say, like, dude, 
if you showed up to work one day and your boss just said, hey, yeah, I need you to keep coming to work, but I can't pay you anymore, would you keep going to work? Yeah. And that's the same situation that's as people true. saying, yeah, that's the same situation as people saying, well, I, I rent this place, but I'm not going to pay my rent anymore. Well, then what the fuck obligation do I have if I own a fucking home and it's my home and you rent it and the agreement was, hey, you pay me X amount of dollars a month to rent my home. And then you say, hey, I'm not paying that rent. So you're going to pay for me to live here because you still have to pay your bills, but I'm not paying mine. And now I'm fucked and you're good. And it's like, yeah, I, I would say that I think a good landlord would reach out to his tenant and say, hey, I understand everybody's going through a hard time right now. These are, this is the amount that I have to cover per month. This is my mortgage payment. So that's all your rent is now. Yeah. Because anything on top was profit that I was taking, rightfully so, because this is my job being a landlord and fucking fixing your pipes and all the extra bullshit I have to deal with yeah, to yeah. have a renter. But I'm cutting that out, and I just want you to cover my expenses. That's what a good landlord would do. I, I think. think. I think luckily I'm kind of already in that situation where, like, my rent isn't that high, luckily. Um, so, like, I mean, I'm able to stretch it a little bit further than, like, most people. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's it's definitely a weird situation because, like, I don't know. Like, let's say a landlord is collecting rent, but, like, they're fucking not paying their mortgage because it's like, oh, well, that's all frozen right now anyway. So, like, I don't mm -hmm. need to. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's all weird. Hopefully, like, we'll have more answers throughout the week with, like, more news. It ain't gonna be from, throughout like, the week. Hogan, <laughs> fucking whoever, dude. I saw Hogan said something about, uh, that we're gonna start looking a lot more like New York in the next couple of weeks. And I don't know if he meant yeah. by we're he gonna said, have a big outbreak or. Yeah, I mean, he said by Easter we're gonna start looking like New York. And, uh. What does that mean, though? I mean, like, it's kind of, like, fair to say. Like, it's, I mean, we're, luckily, like, we're not, like, a huge, like, travel center. Like, I mean, obviously, what you're seeing now is, like, we're finally catching up, and it's, like, been in our country long enough where, like, we're finally getting to see kind of worst-case scenario with some of this shit. Like, because, like, we're running out of ventilators, we're running out of, like supplies running out of like masks and gowns and shit like hospitals are using like trash bags some places to like just like sanitize themselves from dealing with covid patients like it's fucking crazy um uh but i think what he was saying is like you know maryland we're we're kind of like luckily we're in a spot where like we're responding to it properly like in the right time of uh, dealing with this and, like, dealing with the outbreak, but also, like, New York got that shit first. Like, San Francisco got that shit first. L.A. got that shit first because those are the big international airports. That's where people are going in and out of. Like, we're kind of... We're behind the curve still. Like, we're still kind of going up on the fucking roller coaster. We haven't got to the peak yet. We, we're not going down yet. Like, I mean... I don't know. Like it's kind of yeah. hard. It's kind of hard to argue against what he was saying. Like, oh no, no totally I wasn't arguing. I was trying to figure out what he meant. I didn't know if he meant that he when he that said we're still going up the roller coaster, and like we haven't seen the worst of it yet. Like it's gonna get a lot worse. 
we're going to start seeing a lot more shit going down and we just need to know that that's happening. Like, I don't know. I thought, I thought he was saying that we're going to start looking a lot more like New York in terms of the lockdown situation, because there's a lot of cities across the country that are far more locked down than we are. Like we're basically in a type of like a, implicit lockdown where certain like businesses shut down lo- lockdown yeah exactly like like it's like we're not leaving our house because people are saying like you shouldn't but there's nobody patrolling the streets making sure that you're not yeah and there are certain cities across the country that are like that i believe i'm not sure but i think you know like san francisco i know is on a lockdown like that yeah. and so that's what i thought he meant as saying like Hey, we're gonna start being more like that in two weeks. That's I. That's what I was trying to gather. I didn't I know mean, if that's what he meant. I think like that kind of lockdown goes hand in hand with how serious the outbreak gets. Like, I I don't think you can have one without the other. Like, especially if in like a society that's actually trying to like maintain peace and order. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's gonna be fucking. Uh... I mean, it's not going to be any different for most people, really. I mean, like, you're already fucking locked in. I'm locked in. Like, it's not going to fucking change shit. Yeah. I mean, for us. But, again, this is varying degrees of people being affected. And I think there's people that are more receptive to this conversation. The more people that are affected by this, the more people are receptive to this conversation. Because there's still people who have their jobs. There's still people who are working. There's still people who are driving to work every day right now. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Even though that's, you know, that part of my life has been over for two weeks now and for you the past week, it's just varying degrees of like there's going to be a point when everybody's in the same boat and that's when we can really start having a conversation like we're having right now. Because right now there's certain people that just aren't experiencing the real effects of this at the moment. Like, oh, you can't go out to a restaurant, but you still show up to work every day and you're still getting a paycheck. So you really don't really know. And, And the thing, I think the overarching theme of this whole situation is, is that that money that we took out and that money that we borrowed because we don't have it, the money that we borrowed from the Federal Reserve to pay out all these, you know, benefits and quote-unquote bailouts over the course of this shutdown, that's not money we have, and that's money that at a certain point, it's just like, it's just like, and, and this is going back to the whole currency situation where people talk about like, okay, the value of the American dollar is valued as such because people believe in our economy and people believe that you're not going to invest in fucking this currency or that currency. You're going to invest in the dollar because American business and American economy is always thriving relative to the rest of the world. That's If you put that on a micro level and brought it to like an example of like you or me, like I have an $8,000 credit limit on my credit card. That's all predicated on the fact that I'm always able to pay my bills every month. Yeah, exactly. And I have a job, and I have a stream of income. I don't just perpetually have an $8,000 credit limit if I just continue to not be able to pay my credit card bill every month, and if I just continue to fucking max out shit and do nothing about it. At a certain point, people start to lose, the bank would start to lose confidence in me and say, hey, this guy isn't somebody that we should consider loaning more shit to because he's not able to pay his bills anymore. So that's kind of what the country's going through right now is our economy benefits immensely from the fact that we are the universal reserve currency, which means that if two countries are trading between each other, they usually go through American dollars because it's such a stable currency. If people lose faith in the American dollar because we are going this far into debt and because now if we like best case scenario, dude, when we come out of this, it's just like when you get in a car accident after 
like and and your insurance rates go up because now you're a higher risk in the same way businesses because they're the ones who are paying for unemployment bi- taxes on businesses are going to have to go up to pay for all of the all of the lost leader that we experienced through this thing. So now it's going to be hard to be in business in this country because they're going to have to raise taxes on not just businesses but every worker in America too. Yeah. We it, we took out an extra 2 trillion dollars in debt. That's not just imaginary money even though people say it is. It's not imaginary. It's only imaginary until people stop imagining that it's worth it. And the second people lose confidence in the American economy and they say, "Yo, they just took out a 2 trillion dollar spending bill." And now they're trying to get their economy back on their feet and businesses are out of business and people aren't able to pay their bills and people are out of work and they're, they're not getting a tax income revenue. I don't think they're ever going to pay this money back. And maybe we're going to go to a different country as the universal reserve like China or Russia or something like that. And that's how you see just like out of World War II where America came out on top and we became a world superpower. You might see a situation where America is not at the same level in the global economy that we were before this outbreak because our economy has been so weakened by this that all the benefits that we've experienced by being the number one on top country we might lose we might lose out on that now you know and that's that's stuff that i'm scared of because it's it's a real threat it's a real threat and i don't i just don't see enough people caring about it yeah you know, I don't know. it really worries me it's gonna be weird going back to like life after all this happens just to be like i wonder how much of it is different how much of it is the same um i don't know it's gonna be a weird transition definitely i tell you what myself personally dude the first day we're allowed to go out to bars i'm going out yeah <laughs> i'm going out i don't know dude, about it's you it's gonna be i mean like i'm in a relationship but for you dude the first night it's free to go out to the bars like you're definitely getting ass i hope so dude it's <laughs> and i'm like, definitely it's getting coronavirus a given dude it's, it's a almost given, a dude. given everyone is that... gonna want to get ass obviously dude dude you have a girlfriend and you're not even getting ass i know dude well we're <laughs> we're locked up in different locations man Ugh. it's rough Jesus Christ! Yeah, I'm gonna have to do it, man. But even then, yeah. it's like, dude, because I can't even imagine. I've been such a little hornball over at my apartment. It's crazy. I'm sure that projector has seen some shit. <laughs> <laughs> dude, you guys saw on the fucking stream last night. It, it's all fully functional. <laughs> yeah, like you had that shit queued up. I was like, were you already watching that video? Or <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm just I'm quick with the interface, dude. I was able to pull that up pretty quick. Nice, dude. It was good, man. I was watching. I was like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I cool, went for cool, something. Cool. I went for something like family friendly because, like, I think Ashley was still here. I think, um, you know, I didn't want to like freak out because, like, that was the first time I'd seen JT in a while. It was the first time I'd seen mm-hmm. Will in a while. First time I'd you seen talk- Mahedi in a while. And like, so I was like, I don't want to freak everyone out with like my current. You know, girl on girl is shit. Yeah. Girl on girl is pretty universal. Girl it's pretty it's universal, pretty, dude. It doesn't pretty, matter. Like that's just background yeah. music. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You can you see two girls make out at a bar. You're like, whatever, dude. Who fucking cares? Yeah, dude. You see two if girls I'm just on Zoom and over my shoulder, you just see some girl just fucking pussy popping another girl. <laughs> that's normal. It's normal, dude. You can't it's hate normal. on that. You can't. It's just that. one for the fellas. <laughs> yeah. You talk about um how people have evolved man i mean jt is uh he really came out of his shell man he's oh, yeah. uh, i i remember running I into mean, him it's always the, been me and jt have always been very like 
I mean, not recently because he lives in like Virginia and shit or like mm-hmm. DC. But yeah. uh but no, I mean cuz I remember like in like high school or whatever cuz like me and JT really became friends like last part of senior year after high school. Um but I don't know. It was always a thing where, like, hanging out with that group of friends, it was like, oh, shit, it'd be dope. It seems like it's, like, a level up. It's, like, an achievement to go get to fucking JT's house and get a soda. Yeah. And, fucking, and then finally when you make it, you're like, oh, shit, JT's, like, dope. And he, I don't know, we'd we would definitely talk a lot, so I never saw him as, like, a sheepish or shy person. But uh, Yeah. It was more so a thing that you would, like, see when he was interacting with other people, you know? Like, yeah, like yeah. No, totally. when we would go to parties, and obviously that wasn't his scene, but even so, like, when we were at that most recent thing I saw him in person was uh, Dan and Marissa's, like, housewarming shit or something like that. I forgot what it was. Engagement party, maybe. But, um... It was something. No, it was their housewarming. Yeah, it was something at the Stevenson house. And, uh, I mean, he just, he just really, I think, maybe working in this service industry and just being a manager of a coffee shop and dealing with people all the time, he's just so much more... Just it, it was just it was it was really cool. I know Scott was like talking a lot about how um, how much we've changed, but what really stuck out to me was the minute we're all in a conversation together, like people that we haven't talked to in a while, like like you know I see Mahedi from time to time, and I've been seeing him a lot more recently than I had in the past. Like we kind of went, we've gone probably as much as like six to eight months without talking to each other in certain you know in certain you know, at time periods throughout our life, but it's always the second we're around each other again, it's the same, you know, yeah. it's like we pick right back. Where I mean, we left that was off. the thing that I noticed last night too, where it was just like, Oh shit. This is just like fucking 2011. We're in JT's basement again. And we're all just I fucking literally, sitting here doing fucking nothing and just bullshit. And, and fucking I literally fun. felt like it was like time travel in a way because it was the, it was like, Everybody, even it wasn't even just that. It was like everybody's dynamic was the same. Like we all played the same role in conversations. Oh, where yeah. Like you say a certain type of thing, I say a certain type of thing, Scott says a certain type of thing, and it's like it all just added up. And I was like, "Yo!" And it's like it's funny because like you and I talk so much, obviously because of the podcast, and also because you're you're probably my closest friend out of that group right now. Yeah. I see you all the time for sure. But like you forget that the other pieces of the puzzle that were there... Yeah, they're all, and then like, it's like, all different, like, fucking parts of, like, a pinball machine. Exactly. Like, we're, we're the fucking bumpers and the fucking ball. But, mm-hmm. like, everything else is what makes pinball fun, too. Yes, dude. So, like, when I would say something to you or you'd say something to me and then Scott would say something and Mahedi would say something, I was yeah. like, oh, my God, I forgot about all those yeah, other dude, fucking... There's so many other fucking variables, dude. <laughs> like, it was, like, crazy. <laughs> and I was like, this is, like, I'm not going to lie, dude. When 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 I first got... Because I talked about it with Scott on Instagram and or on the phone. And then when Scott sent out the Instagram message, I was kind of like, is this going to be weird? You know, because we're just going to be, like, calling up people that we haven't talked to in forever and like, how's this gonna go? You know, I was yeah, like, yeah. there was a certain part of me that was thinking about that. I was still gonna do it, obviously, but like, the second—I mean, it was like the second we fucking just all got in that same thing, and we all kind of got past the whole initial like we're talking over the phone. And that's kind of a weird hump to get over. Like, even like when we started this podcast, it was a little bit harder just to like get used to the fact that like, oh yeah, you're sitting there, I'm sitting here, and like, but now that we're in it, it's like whatever. But like. With that, once we got over that hump in that conversation last night, it was literally amazing just to see all the different things that have happened in all of our different lives that have made us into these 
more developed versions of ourselves, but we all are able to just kind of like go back to the basis and just be who we were. And that's what true friendship is because true friendship is when you're friends with somebody, not because you have a common situation. I, I talk about this with my brother sometimes where like he hangs out with his coworkers and shit like that. And like, oh yeah, you guys all go out to the bars after a shift because you guys yeah, all work one together. Thing in common right now. Yes. But what really what it really means to me to be truly friends with somebody is to know that no matter where life takes you and no matter where life takes me, that at the end of the day, we were we had a connection on a level that didn't that didn't matter. It just mattered that we were people that like we were true i don't even have to describe it the way i'm trying to describe it but like we that's what a true friendship is to me and it was a beautiful fucking thing and it makes me part of me is 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 disappointed that we haven't been in contact and it took something like this to to make that happen but that is the beautiful thing about it is that something like this happened and then it 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 created that and here we are and it you know it's, you know, that would have never, dude, we would have never had that conversation last night. We would have never had that hangout last night if it wasn't for what's going on right now. Oh, for sure. So well, I mean, much- it, it would have just been like at Marissa and Dan's wedding. We would have all just yeah. been like, oh, Dan, this was like a good crew. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly, dude. It was, I was, I was so, I mean, I was just so fucking having a good time and I feel bad for shitting on Google Hangouts and everything like that <laughs> over the course of the week. I feel bad because my voice just cracked. I feel bad for a lot of things, dude. Yeah, dude. It's okay. Don't cry, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so fucking... I'm just... I just feel like everything's... It's a reset, dude. It's a fucking reset, dude. Here we are. Yeah, Conan bro. O'Brien's on webcam. <laughs> We're on webcams. I'm friends with JT. You're friends with JT. Everybody's back to normal, dude. Back to normal, baby. And that's, you know, and that's all we're hoping for. We're all hoping to get shit back to normal as soon as possible. And, uh, you know, what we were just talking about with uh, that live stream and, like, back and going back to all the basics with all the buddies last night reminds me of a g Easy song called Opportunity Cost. And I gotta I'm pulling up the lyrics. I gotta find the right lyric. I am familiar with the song, but I wanna hear this lyric because I couldn't tell you one line, but I know it was a song. Here we go. G Easy. G Easy baby. I mean it. And he if was a I big ever said I did really bitch. recently, right? That was a big win for white guys, dude. <laughs> big Wait, go win in, for go white into guys. that while I'm uh looking this up. Um I will say this, dude. Probably the worst Black History Month in the history of Black History Months, dude. Uh, G-Easy. Beginning of the COVID-19. It really was. I mean, I mean, I hate to say it, but, you know, I'm friends with I'm, I'm friends with Floyd and stuff like that. Floyd Godsey on Facebook, and he's very pro-black and stuff, and I like to fuck with him sometimes and just, just play my part in the whole thing. And and uh, he was not taking the whole G-Easy thing very well, dude. He won't admit it, but he... <laughs> There was a lot of black guys that were very mad that G Easy was banging Meg the Stallion. And uh I was just like, Hell yeah, dude. And then uh the other thing was Tyson Fury beating Deontay Wilder, the boxer. That was a big that was a big L. And uh that was probably our least liked Instagram post of all time. Was when <laughs> <laughs> I fucking made it I took a picture of G Easy and I took a picture of Tyson Fury and I captioned it hashtag black history. I don't think I could have ever gotten less likes on a post in my life. But 
I had to do it, dude, because it was just funny, man. It was just funny yeah. to see how fucking... <laughs> uh, sorry about that, dude. And it was a leap year, too. They even had an extra day. Yeah. For Black History Month. And just... <laughs> it's a shame. All right, so it's the lyric shame. was, I know I should keep in better touch, but that door, it never shuts. And in that song, yeah. he's talking about, like, you know, living, like, rising through fame and fucking, uh, you know, losing touch with the guys he came up with. But then he's, like, also, like, yo. But also, at the same time, it's always, you know, jump right back into it, dude. And, you know, dude, I think that is the moral of today's podcast is as much as we, we... As much as we're as stuff. as much as we're isolated, this is the time to you know make all those connections, open them up again. You know, keep in touch with your parents, make sure everyone's cool, make sure everyone's good, and uh, you know, say hi to some old friends. In times of chaos, what's important seems clear, and this is a good opportunity. For us to experience the, uh, you know, the important things in our life. Exactly. And I'm glad I had that experience, dude. Yeah, dude. Dude, I think this is probably a good time to wrap this episode yeah, up. Yeah, clap it up, dude. Um, I don't know. I got nothing to promote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Other than um, uh, my Instagram, at Eric Glazer. Or, I mean, that's what I'm on everything. I'm at Eric Glazer. Uh so follow that shit. Jimmy, what do you got popping? Uh, well, I'm at Jimmy Selesky on everything. That's S-K-Y, like the sky. I can't I can't stress that enough. I don't know why everybody always thinks it's S-K-I, but it's not. S-K-Y, um, like the sky, baby. Yeah, and the only reason I'm allowed to really hone in on that aspect is because uh, I got nothing else going on. So <laughs> just spell my name right. I mean, that's really just, I'm plugging my, my name, the spelling of my name. Hell yeah. Jimmy Soul Sky Seleski. Uh no gigs. I think uh we were talking about earlier. I might do a couple I'll be I'll be live streaming throughout the week on my personal Instagram. Um we obviously <laughs> do the live from the studio live streams totally live. Can't say live enough Hell on yeah. Facebook. We're live right now. We're live right now on Mondays at eight. We're putting out <laughs> clips. <laughs> we're putting out the clips uh every day. Um we're gonna be starting up a Patreon soon with bonus content. Yeah, the uh, first don't, don't recorded uh, one was last night, potentially, if we actually go yes. through with that. Um, yeah, we, we should. Yeah, we, we should. should. That, that, totally yeah. upload that. Why not? Um, yeah, and that'll be LFTS Podcast as well, because that's how you can find us on fucking everything, guys. LFTS Podcast on everything. Yeah. Uh, stay safe, everyone, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Peace. Peace.